Long ago, we looked upon a foreboding sky. The memory of the star that threatened all burns eternal in our hearts. In its wake came an age of silence. Yet with each fond remembrance, we knew those encountered were not forgotten. That someday we would see them again. Perhaps it was no more than wishful thinking. Hello everyone and welcome to a special episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. Uh, I am here with some very good friends. My co-host, Joel McDonald, of Hello. course. Uh, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast, Broad Godez. Hello. And podcast first-timer, Ben Clark. Good evening. How are we all doing? I'm great. Thank Ooh, you, yes. I mean, we've spoken about Ben a lot on our show. We have. He has come, up, he's come up frequently. I think he's come up a few times on yours as well, Broad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. He's been lurking in the wings. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a good thing that I tend to be in the wings because you probably, if I was outside, you could have heard me on <laughs> many of your podcasts. So it is it is a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's good to have you all here because we're here for a very specific reason. Yes. Uh, a, a certain game came out this year. But we've all, most of us have been waiting a long time for. Joel, of course, withstanding, who's here to join us in excitement anyway. Like I was saying, I was uh, beforehand, I was the ringer in this situation. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Didn't Anthem come out last year? Oh. Hey, we all own Anthem. Bought we that for $4. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. $4. Like, I paid like quadruple that. So <laughs> you all. And to be fair, it's going for $2 now at EV Games. Oh, damn, I got ripped <laughs> off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's still in the shrink wrap, can I take it back? <laughs> <laughs> I love what so has trading for like a dollar. If you can get for two dollars, if you're they lucky, just, a dollar, they refuse. Reckon. You wow. pay. Well, like, hey, hey, <laughs> trades are off at the moment. It's so. like toxic. It's like waste They're removal. You have to yeah. pay them to take it off you. <laughs> they have to email Bioware to see if they can actually get it sent back to them. Because <laughs> Bioware is like, nah, we're good. Hard rubbish is coming in a couple of weeks in our area. <laughs> no, they just, just put out there. Hopefully. They send it to the, the, the left the, behind the open pit. Like the, they they reopen the pit where all the ET games are. And they just put those <laughs> on top. They had, to get, they had to get the wow. instructions and be yeah. like, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad this podcast started off with us just ragging on Anthem. Because <laughs> we are here, in fact, to talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yay! <laughs> Which finally released 10 years after yeah. first teasing us with that. Even, no, 14, the 15 tech years? demo was PS3, if you want to go back PS3 tech demo before the PS3 even came out. Yep. Yes. Holy fuck. But the it's- other thing, the other thing about that, though, is that being in Australia, we got it significantly earlier than the rest of the world. Oh, as we well. did. Like, it was um, weird. It was a bizarre thing. I was actually at um, Doncaster, and I walked past their EB Games, and they've got the sign out the front, and it's got the coming soon, and there's some poor stock boy putting an out now on it with the door, and I'm just like pressed up against the plastic. Yeah, obviously, it's like situations. In, in the world aren't great, but I guess, you know, there was some sort of light in all that darkness. We, we, we had Midgar. We, did you say worth it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's well, this uh, is... Don't forget to tune into Hunting Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> where you can hear other hot takes about horrible crimes throughout history. Oh. <laughs> oh, great boy. start, great start. Brilliant start. Um, but, yeah, so obviously Final Fantasy VII Remake did come out this year. Uh, probably worth mentioning now, part one. Part one. Part yes. one. Although not, not oh, no, subtitled no, yeah, that way. I was going to say, uh, uh, part one or just the next 
chapter. Yeah, volume one or chapter one, maybe. Is of an, I'm I'm an, you're, you're suggesting the idea it's even, and this is getting to spoilers straight away, yes. right? right. Yeah, sorry. This, a, is, this is full, the spoiler yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, full spoilers. Um, so as immediately goes, full spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, no, as I'm, any point, like, walking around it, Joel and I have talked about it spoiler-free a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. So you can go listen to that. Wait in. And I was going to say, I'm sorry, I don't know your podcast etiquette so i'm going straight in so well the, this will be a so this at is the a, end <laughs> <laughs> we've done that so many times where we're like okay full spoilers there but guys if you want don't want to listen to spoilers just tune out now so anyway the end of the game like it's always that's always how things start so no yeah it's an interesting but place to start you were alluding to the idea that this is not so much a remake as a sequel well this Mm. It, my illusion is that it's this was a remake of the story of Final Fantasy VII to that point. Mm-hmm. Now that sort of all bets are off, we transition into, similar to the compilations, sections of the game that may hit story beats that are similar, but not exactly as we knew them. But after the long calm, there are now the beginnings of a stir. The reunion at hand may bring joy. It may bring fear, but let us embrace whatever it brings. For they are coming back. At last, the promise has been made. Even the word remake tends to have a different meaning for this game by the time you get to the end of it. There's a meta term going on there. It's not just they're remaking the game that you know and love. Mm. The story is being remade. We are way we too, are. way are way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yes. we, let's I'm just sorry, yeah, that let's was, again, reel it back. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was my fault. <laughs> that was our podcast Steve. first time. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Give we'll me a break. Steve. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. So, um, we, 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 I think it's best to start off this with just let's just talk about the game mm-hmm. yeah, because sure. the story is, is a, honestly a discussion of its own. Same with characters and all that. But uh, again, Joel and I have talked about it a bit. But Brod or Ben, how did you feel about the gameplay in this game? I came into it probably playing, originally playing the demo, the small demo that was at PAX a couple of years ago. Um, I think all you really got to do was fight a couple of enemies and then go down to Reactor 1 and then fight the Scorpion boss yeah, thing, yeah. I think, was at first. And at that point, I was like, it looks great. It sounds great. It plays okay. I think I'm I'm kind of on board with this, but I wasn't blown away by it at that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, the and that was after they did the big E3 reveal, I think, as well. So it must have been actually last year. This yeah, demo. it was. It was, so it was last, last year's packs. pack. So that was yeah. in October last year. Yes. And that blowout was amazing. I love that E3 blowout of the gameplay. Then I was thinking this sounds really cool. And then playing, I don't know, just the boss didn't necessarily sell me. It reminded me of playing Final Fantasy 15 for the first time, which just as a demo for 15, 20 minutes at a booth in PAX didn't blow me away either. And I haven't gone back to that game to play it yet, but I've got it. I'll get there one day. But by the time I was playing it for reals, especially when the extended demo came out after Cloud jumps off the, tra- jumps off the train and then makes his way all the way through, and then you find the, the Scorpion boss and stuff, I was sold on that game. I played that through a couple of times, I think, before the A couple the would be generous out. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, I just as I got to understand the mechanics and what the game wanted from me, the more and more that I loved it. I love that it's a very literal version of the material system that I love from Final Fantasy VII. Like all of the flexibility that comes with that is here as well, which is brilliant. Um, that it really is, as some people have said on other podcasts I've listened to, this is basically a turn-based RPG, just with like the illusion of it being an action RPG. Yes. Um, the stuff you do by 
smashing square <laughs> is not going to be the thing that gets you to win in battles. It's all about just building up that AT bar, B bar and then choosing what you're going to do with those special attacks, whether it's use an item, um, use magic, or a special ability from there on. And that works really well. And you are always thinking about things in terms of which party members should be doing what, what their position should be, how can they buff or enhance everybody else, who's dealing the magic damage, who's do- trying to get the stagger meter up, whatever it might be. And I really, really fell in love with that as the game went on. It's interesting because, like, that's... I mean, I think I've spoken about this on when we've been doing, like, you know, non-spoilery stuff uh, on our on the normal show. But, like, we... For someone like me who only recently, probably in the last four or five years, has gotten into JRPGs in general, because, like, Persona 4 Golden and then 5, um, and now I am more open to playing those. Uh, I am someone who does, like, you know, action RPGs a lot more. So... You are 100% right. It does give you the illusion of playing an action RPG, but then it also, <sighs> if you give it the time, and it also encourages you to, to play around with the system, and then by the end of the game, you're sort of on top of everything and be able to bounce around it, and you get a really good feel for it. That's how I felt anyway. But um, The yeah. thing as well, like if you look at another action RPG from Square that came out recently, there was Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. Which... There are a lot of criticisms about that game, and Ben, I know, in particular, yeah, doesn't love that game. <laughs> no. And we never got—we were going to do a deep dive on that. I think at one stage we never got around to it. Well, so where's next time? To, I was going to say the fact of the matter is it would take seven hours and nothing would get done. <laughs> Let's all play the DLC and then we'll come back into this all and again. I, I would, oh. I would, I would sooner not do that. And uh, the thing is, you, that might help the game for you. I really don't think it will. And, and also, if it is buried behind a paywall, I'm not interested. Also, I don't play think, it at my place if you like. Also, I don't think that this is the last time that Kingdom Hearts might be mentioned in well, this episode. Well, so, I was, was going to say. Yeah. Sorry, just to step on that, I was going to say, um, as someone that did not love Kingdom Hearts 3, I really like what you've said there about how the battle system is so dependent on the ATB. Because if you look at something like Kingdom Hearts, the items are very, your magics and stuff, like there is no ATB. You can just smash buttons and get your like special rides and do your things and do your damage. You cannot do that, I believe, in the remake. You, no. You have to be able to jump between and manage and go right mm. what was my materia set up why isn't this working what am i doing that isn't getting me to where i need to be and that is the point of an rpg you need to be like looking at your stats and looking at your setup going yeah this isn't working and i mean not to jump ahead but moving into hard mode now that is so critical mm. that you see the mechanics and the thought behind how this is going to look and I feel a lot more attached to the mechanics of the game in that sense. What I was going to say about Kingdom Hearts is that is very much an action RPG in the sense that I get the most thrill from jumping and moving and like it's all about how I move in that, whether it's dodging or blocking or floating or gliding, whatever it's called, and then mashing the attack button, you know? I mean, Kingdom Hearts has a combo counter. And getting the combos going, exactly. And that's what that's going for. And I think if you went into this game with the wrong impression, you might think that's what... Final Fantasy VII is trying to do because it does look a little bit like that. Yeah, but if would, you play it, it that be, way, you're gonna have a bad time. It'd be time. easy to make the mistake since 15 did just come out. I just said exactly. Earlier. And like when you saw the combat initially, it was easy to to think that it would be like 15. And mm. Much like Kingdom Hearts, 15 is just mostly mindless mashing. Sure, it's flashy and looks cool, but yeah, I I did have similar concerns initially. But yeah, after playing through this game and then doing a hard mode run. Can we have this combat system in 16, please? But, yes. <laughs> but to me, I think this is a difference. This is a marriage between that Kingdom Hearts sort of spectacle fighter, that really showy, I want to look really good. I want this to be very effects-driven. When I cast a spell, I want to see the electricity mm. crackle down. Yep. When I cast ice, I, like, I want to see that coalesce and then shatter. 
but you also really need to be tactical. You need to go, okay, I'm about to use this. Oh, this one costs two ATB. Do I really want to wait or am I going to just do something that will increase the stagger meter yep. so I can do that? And I think that implementation of the stagger, which obviously isn't in the original, is so useful mm-hmm. because it really drives you to be like, I'm going to not, and again, going into a hard mode playthrough, I might not just use that stagger to pour more damage on. I might use that as a break yep. to mm. be like, I'm going to now heal. I'm going to take some time out. And I think that at its core is how you get a really good RPG experience. You're sitting there going, I'm playing the game. I'm I'm Cloud. I'm Tifa. I'm Barrett. I'm Aerith. But I'm also really tactically invested in what I'm about to do. It's almost like it's it's appealing to the widest possible audience in terms of people who play games, but actually doing it well. Like it, because again, from someone who comes like me, who comes from an action RPG style Mm. is something that I like. You can, at the start of the game, you can just mash buttons and stuff like that until you get to that Scorpion tank fight. And then it really starts to make you think. And so I I remember playing the demo. I felt, I was like, Oh wow. I got my ass kicked a couple of times in there. Um, And then going back through it, when I actually got the game and started playing through, I was like, I'm prepared for this now. and was switching between characters and was trying to find that cover. And, and, I think, yeah, it's, it's good to get people in the door like, by making go, look, because the feedback is there when you, if you press, is it square to attack normally? Yeah, it's just like if you, you press square, your character will do something. So you get that instant feedback from it, but then you're not going to get you. It rewards you and encourages you to, to switch around and, like you said, build up those ATB meters and really get you into it. What's interesting about that, though, in the way you describe that, like, it starts out and you just sort of mash attack and then you get to the scorpion boss and then it gets, like, they go, now you have to be tactical. That's extremely faithful to the original game. Right. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can just hit attack, attack with Barrett and Cloud through the first part of the game. And then you get to that scorpion. If you're not paying attention to the tail going up that and stuff like laser. that, <laughs> yeah. then you're going to get your ass kicked. Absolutely. Like, that's it's yeah. exactly the same thing. It's amazing how f- even though the combat system is similar in, or it's got... It, pays homage to some of that older stuff it's very very different that all still felt very faithful to the original game i thought it was very cool see to me when you i think the implementation of the guard mechanic is really useful in that sense and for me that really came into its own in the fight against roche so when you get mm. there like because you've got a party member up until that point right you can swap between them and the computer ai guards of its own accord mm. right you get to roche and he is dealing very heavy damage to you. He's quite aggressive. And then you're like, oh shit, I'm not going to make it. And you start going, I'm going to have to guard. And like, I've, I come from games like Dark Souls and stuff where I know that I have to be tactile. I need to be very clever in how I'm going to move. But I wasn't guarding up until that point. To, I can be completely honest. Up until that point, I hadn't used the guard button. And then when I got to that fight, I had to. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to, I can't out heal him. I think, is the assess material tell you that he gets exhausted if you keep guarding his attacks as well? Is that him? Or there's a few enemies like that. It's like the way to get their stagger up is to guard them until they basically just get exhausted and then you attack them and it gets the stagger meter up. Which that works, was when I started using like, it. Can you imagine like hitting the buster sword? Yeah. <laughs> like, if he's just using that to block, like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I was using nail bat. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, not at that point. <laughs> it's also too, like it's early in the, like, in the bombing run, as well when you're, I think, on the way out after the fight when you encounter the shock troopers. Yeah. That's when it yeah. teaches you about the guard mechanic and how it's in... Punisher how it mode! In, like, critical to use that guard yeah. mechanic there in punisher mode so you can get that counter-attack off. Because mm. otherwise, those things will wear you down 
they'll cut through your like hot butter. Like, See, that's interesting because when I played that the original time, I would swap to Barrett. So I would also uh, works. Yeah, so I would work. use yeah. Barrett to keep distance yep. from people that would stun. So anytime, because there is a point where you're when you leave when you're going towards the train and you fight the huntsman, the um the shielded um trooper before you jump on yep. the train. He was the same, but I would often I would use materials or I would just like roll around him. But again, right. to that point, I hadn't guarded. Yep. And for me, you see that, and obviously in hard playthrough. If you're not guarding, you're done. Mm. Like the damage yeah. output's too high. And I think that is a mechanic that isn't in the original, apart from, you know, actually selecting guard as an option. Yeah, guard and like moving weaker characters to the back line, yeah, I guess. So, so like, that yeah. kind of stuff. But that is a real, for me, a really good implementation of a mechanic to reduce damage, but go, right, cool. I'm just taking a break for a second because they're about to hit with a big hit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take that. I really liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it's. It's so interesting that if you go back and chart the course of Final Fantasy from like 13 onwards, like 13 introduced the stagger meter. And right. 13 isn't a good game in my opinion. Uh, and 13 had a lot of the... Isn't uh, that like bad game or is it just not a good Final Fantasy I think game? it's not a good Final Fantasy. Yeah. I, mean, I, I bought it on PC recently when it was on sale to sort of try it again. And yeah, it was funny doing that just like it was maybe a month before 7 Remake came out. And there is DNA there, like mm. a but lot you, of like linear sort of paths forward, but the areas aren't interesting. Whereas Seven Remake, they are a bit more engaging to walk through. But you could argue the same for like Twelve, because that introduces oh, yeah. enemies on the map. So up until that point yeah. in Ten, you were still going into battles in a battle screen. So this is a time, like, and they, I know they toyed with that with like the Aeons and things, but this is a time where you look at the map and you can see enemies coming up. Like there's a point where. Um, I think you fight the behemoth in the lab and you can see him through the door and you're like, oh, Jesus. Like, Here we go. Yeah. Like, so that is, again, a, a turn on that because you don't see that in seven. Like, you you know, you might be talking to someone and be like, oh, this is what they look like in their sprite form. And then you yeah. go into battle and go, oh, shit, that's not what I was looking at. <laughs> Question for everybody here, particularly people who are big fans of the original. If this game was just the same turn-based combat from the original but everything else that was improved like the visuals and the music and the characters and the way it was written and the way it was like all that sort of stuff was like what we have here would you have enjoyed the game would you have enjoyed it as much i think i would have but i mean at the same time i think part of me would have also felt given how made from the ground up everything else was it it does really help having a fresh sort of take on an old combat system Mm -hmm. to to complement the remake itself but, I mean, I'm a sucker for seven, so if they'd gone, look how good it all looks, now stand still and do turn-based battles. I mean, I wouldn't have known the difference. I wouldn't have known what I was missing. True, so that's that would a good point a lot as well. And that would have been my point. I don't think I would have known, and I would have just been like, well, it does what's on the box. It's a Final Fantasy VII remake, therefore it is a remake. And you may bring in new mechanics and things, but if you do the traditional, I don't think you can be too offended. However, I think that it is much more interesting to take it in a different direction but again, that's the benefit of like what we're experiencing now. We yeah. wouldn't know what it looked like. I guess what yeah. I'm trying to say is if they ever wanted to go and like just give the original some visual tweaks and make it not look like I was playing with shitty Lego as I was playing through that game, there, I'd really appreciate there that. There are some mods. Are I, there? Um, not for my uh, Switch though. No, not for your Switch. <laughs> I wouldn't be I mean, it'd take a lot of work and it might not be as like the same as polished as as remake is, but I would not be surprised considering how this game plays out. How to try and get people out. to remake the original, to rewatch, or to, to re-play, re-play the original. original. So, because, I mean, there That's is... a good point. 
yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if they did do something like that, even if it's not uh, like you know to the highest quality standard as that remake may be. Um, I, I I wouldn't put it out of the, uh, the question for them That'd to do that. Cool. I'd pay again. I mean, I've paid a lot of people. I've I've, I've paid so many times. (laughs) I've lost count. I've got the PS1 version, the PC version, the PS3 version, the Steam version, the PS4 version, the Switch version. That's all my fucking phone. I was gonna say I've got phone version. I got desperation. I didn't have anywhere else at the time. (laughs) I was gonna say I've got all of those except the Switch version. No, no, no. You should get the Switch version, man. I, I would like. I absolutely. It's a great game to play on in handheld mode. I mean, oh yeah, no, it's that's what I've been doing recently. I would advocate. It's really good. I went back through on the PS4 when it first launched. And I just, every time I play it, I remember my wife at one point, I think, I can't remember. I was getting Vincent. Yes, I was. And she walked in and just made like a very disparaging comment, like going, what the hell is this? And I can't imagine what that's like for well, someone that doesn't understand. I'm like, but but the story's so yeah, good. But, and that's, that's the it. thing, right? Because if you look at Seven and then you look at Final Fantasy Eight, like the gap is ridiculous. Obviously, Seven came very early in the PS1's life cycle, but it isn't hard to look at and be like, oh. You could look nicer. <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, we're in spoiler territory. There is nothing more sort of a way to take you out of a moment than watching in fairly pre-rendered cutscene uh, Sephiroth kill Aerith and then a cutscene of people with just eyes and no mouths <laughs> sort of just moving in wonky directions. Even worse, if you have Vincent with you and he, you're playing on PC and his cape's going over his head. Well, even the moment leading up to, like, the famous era of death that I was recently watching, and that whole thing is very interesting because Cloud is in the moment almost, like, he's going to kill her. Like, he's not in control of his actions And we sort of point. have... Well, that's that's well too. But yes. But, like, that, <laughs> that moment, yeah. that moment, though, in the game as it is, is powerful because you care about the characters. But watching it now, it's like, this is so dorky and silly. So imagine how good that moment, assuming it well, happens. I'm trying at not all. to think about it, but well, boy, it's going to be so much more effective. It's going to break a too, lot of hearts. Yeah. It's already like that. I mean, because I, I, I mean, like I had played most of the original, um, or like the PC version back in the day. I think when I started becoming friends with you guys, man, I think it was mandatory yeah. to be friends with us. It's, it's, exactly. it's, it's hard, hard to highly, play highly it. influenced by you guys. I was like, well, absolutely, I'll play it. Why not? Once you played um, seven, you can be friends with us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. fairly certain that's part of the written. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Ben you gave it to me. So, um, <laughs> I, 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 what can I say? I, I'm a gatekeeper. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, yeah, like even in the start of that, like Cloud is very like emotionless and unexpressive in his text, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to convey that. But then you look at remake, and it's the same sort of situations, the same sort of dialogue. But like you get how he's feeling in that moment. I was like, oh, this makes so much more sense now as well to me, anyway. But I don't know, just that the, the him being very like unemotive, and we'll and, get to characters. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, was I promise. A, I was about to, so I'll wait. <laughs> First, I want to talk about as well before we get too far ahead of ourselves. We talked a bit about the visual upgrade like you can like when you look at seven remake being played you you see the budget oh, yeah like this game that is just like look how much money this costs. most of the time aside well, from when okay so that's where i'm getting down to. a couple of times it's like yeah. a money texture you're like or the door woof. the infamous door i yeah i didn't know even know that was a thing that, oh boy one, yeah. i have no idea what you're talking so about so the door in the um so you, you've probably you've seen it already because you're past it in hard mode the apartment where tifa takes you to stay yeah if you're ever back in, I guess it might not be too late for you. It might be. Go and look at the door. It is incredibly low res. So, like, and again, I haven't seen it, so I can't can't be too critical. And there are points. There's, um, when I was in some of the this, backgrounds feel very true. Yeah. When I was in, I, I was oh, yeah. in the I was in the second reactor. I was in the was second reactor. I was gonna say I was in the second reactor, 
and there was a guardrail that I was in front. Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't in the reactor. It was in where you turn the sun lamps off. And I came forward and I turned around and no joke, like it looked janky. I took yeah. I took a sh- screenshot. It was that bad. But for me, I don't think that is. I think that's okay. And again, it, just my opinion. Oh, it's forgivable. Yeah, and there is it just it stands out. I want to say it larger seems like it might even just be a visual glitch because I think people have pulled the textures and they are high res. So it sounds like it might be some because it is in Unreal Engine three and maybe yeah. it's an Unreal you Engine. You wonder if something they could patch and fix yeah. later, or or if, I'm, even I, if, if I, PS, PS4 can handle it. Well, I was going to say, I imagine there's no way this game doesn't get a re-release oh, yeah. on, on five. PS5 yeah. with sure. a cu- bit of extra content and then a like, lead in to potentially, yeah, exactly. potentially yeah. just yeah. like a, you know six months before um, when we get the with the part. bloody paid DLC. Quactar and other I bought them because I'm a sucker. They're oh, not really I didn't. worth it. Yeah, <laughs> but there's what you can pay so the, for the, DLC. The, the, the summons that were like if you pre-ordered, yeah, you, yeah. Like, oh, you can pay for them. You, got, you can buy them separately. I think it's like thirty bucks. Fuck. Don't judge me. <laughs> Don't <laughs> judge me. <laughs> Consider I yourself judge. I got a cactuar summon and I got Carbuncle who looks terrible <laughs> and I got a mini soundtrack and an art book. The art book's kind of cool. Karen, I, I, I don't. don't Come at me. I'm not Wait, was that, you. Was that I'm the special saying. edition though you got? Or did you buy no, that he separately? Bought the digital I, bought the di- I got the digital oh. like, $30 thing. Because if you got any real art book out of it, it would have been fine. Physical thing. As soon as I can buy a good art book, like I'm all I'm I'm just just doubling in. I'm just saying that, that that's that's Square Enix knows that. And you're not alone in this oh, situation. There are so many people that have done that. I bought I bought oh. the digital soundtrack recently because it was like $28 oh, on Google I bought that too. But you get a hundred physical ones in stock. Again, I'm on it. Yeah. But oh, yeah. the, um, to that, though, like, as in if they do, like, those kind of visuals, yeah. I remember, again, same point, um, when I first started the game again, and there's that pullout from Midgar, mm. and you can see the city on every plate. Again, my wife was there, and she just goes, oh, wow, that looks really nice. And I'm like, yeah, well, you should have seen what it used to look like. Because yeah. by that point, she'd forgotten it. But, again, you just see a city. You see cars, you see movement, you see mm. houses, you see... Even just before that, like coming in from outside Midgar yeah. and mm. seeing some of the edge stuff is really cool. Mm. That combined with all the music as well. Like I remember I remember messaging, I think I was messaging you, Karen, about it that morning when I started playing it and I got emotional and I don't have an emotional attachment to this game as much as you guys or some other you know listeners out there or people out there that love this game. And that's not a slight or anything like that, but like it's just how I feel. I just never got that emotional attachment, but... In that opening cinematic, as you're flying in and you're flying over the top of me, and things are happening and stuff like that, and the music is swelling, and then like builds up to that like splash screen, um, I got emotional because I was excited for you guys because I was like putting myself in your shoes, thinking, "Oh my god, how amazing is this?" But how amazing would it be if I did have that attachment to it, which I know you guys do. I think that just speaks and- to the effectiveness of the, of the original version, though, because it's almost shot for. Sh- well, it's not quite. But it's close to what the original did in terms of that initial shot of the black and the green mm-hmm. things and then Aerith and then you open up and you see the loveless sign and she's out um, in Sector six. 6 or whatever it is. And then and then the pan out and stuff. Like mm-hmm. when it was not as visually complex or impressive, it still fucking works. Absolutely, yeah. Like still one crazy. of the reasons it was that we love the game is because that stuff was effective then. It's just been... Made modern, but that's still that's works. the thing. You are brought in, and from a storytelling perspective, from a visual storytelling perspective, you see an individual mm. come out into a living world that is 
similar to what we live in in like metropolitan areas with a cityscape, but you can see the architecture difference. You can see that there's some kind of influence of what's happening, but there's a train, like as in that's a train that you can see and, but there is stuff happening. This is like a military kind of like, there are people with weapons and things. I think that is an intriguing, like with the score, when you first play the game, you're like, I'm interested. I want I want to know what's it pulls happening. You in, yeah. And yeah. especially like starting the game in a bombing mission as well. Like as in yeah. that it to me is like you're like, what's happening? Like ex soldier is your name and you name yourself obviously in the original, but you just see this kind of oh, what the hell are we doing? Why are we doing this? Like even starting at like level seven, or if you start so it as really interesting, because it gives you just that cool. little bit of like oh, the original. This yeah. is yeah, it is straight from the original, but even like you just sort of go, oh, there's a history here. These, you know, they're not starting from zero or one. But again, it's that it's his name before you name him is ex soldier. So mm. obviously, he was a soldier. And why is it caps? Like, mm-hmm. why is this yeah. such mm-hmm. an Im- important thing? Yeah. And um, we were talking about this earlier, Kyron. The way that their remake does it, at least in my opinion, is I love the fact that they do little things. Like when you encounter Sephiroth in the street and he attacks him and he's not there. And he just makes this passing comment before the mission with Jesse. He's just like, oh, I must have been with the Marco too long. So there's some kind of, you're immediately notified, oh, if you spend too much time with Marco, your mind can be affected. Mm-hmm. So there is really good like lampshade storytelling early on about, oh, there are, and again, if you're a fan, you're like, oh, I know what that's alluding to. I understand. But if you don't know, you're like, oh, there's some kind the it's not just, like Bar- Barrett talking about, oh, you know, it's the live stream, it's important, blah, blah, blah. It's it's not is- just exposition. You're exactly. talking about the world building is extremely strong in this and the way yeah. they pass that information sure. in breadcrumbs. Yes. yes, it's great. In general, I think the thing that I was impressed with in this and part of the thing that I was worried about is I haven't really played the original um, 7 for a very long time. Replaying it through now, I think I've maybe tried to start a few times and I loved it and I was obsessed with the story back then. But over time, I've sort of started to... Some of the details have started to fade. I don't remember all of it. And I started to go, ah, was it as good as I remember? Was it just because I was a teenager at the time? Like, have I have I overhyped this in my own mind? But then as they are going through this, not only do I think the story is still strong, I'm impressed by how good the writing is, the translation, the performance. Everything about this is so slick and so good, especially after playing Kingdom Hearts 3. I cannot get <laughs> over watching this. Why is Kingdom Hearts 3's dialogue and story so bad when this is so well done. I mean, that could just be a, an inherent problem with Kingdom Hearts as a series, really. It could be. True. The stories I, in those games have always been a little bit wishy-washy. I, th- I think that when it really comes into its own is in not... And again, we can talk about the main characters and stuff, but in your support cast and when you get a... like, And I mean, when you first hear President Shinra speak and it comes from this... Not so tired, but uh, an interested, like a sort of a, I've been around, I'm I'm in charge, this commanding sort of, and the first time you hear him is just before the Airbuster. And he just delivers with a real interesting sort of, I'm better than you. And you feel that. I really, those little things like, and Heidegger's taken up to 11, like the maniacal warmonger and stuff. So, but I think that works. That's the thing, right? Like. Let's just go into characters. Let's just do it. <laughs> We're going in exploring characters. We'll get to a music in that later. Because you you are right there with Heidegger. One thing that I really noticed from this is the villains, like especially like Shinra's like core group of, of baddies, they're like comically evil. 
the board, like the boardroom like bad Heidegger guys. and like Scarlet sure. and all that. To a degree, I would agree with you for like Scarlet. I mean, she's got a person under. We didn't her get feet. much of Scarlet. Though. I know, but for me, when I look at Heidegger and they talk about the war with Wu Tai, so and you see how close he is with Shinra, I feel like this is someone who became important and powerful because of the war, and the war's now over. So for him, and when he like essentially detonates the to blame Avalanche for the destruction of the um the the reactor, reactor and then he's going to blame Avalanche to be united with Wu Tai to start a second war. That is for me a general who's lost power, who's potentially losing his grip on his control with Shinra, and you can see that in their conversations before the Airbuster fight. This is someone that's like trying to maintain a strong connection to. A powerful figure. Keep themselves relevant. Yeah, exactly. Themselves this relevant. is an old dog after war who doesn't have a place. That's fair. Like, even in the original, like, Heidegger himself is always beating up his troops and all that. It, yeah. A lot in the early parts of the game up until Rufus turns up and then obviously things shift completely for that poor dude. Yeah, but how does a Martinet come out oh. after a war and, like, yeah. find themselves irrelevant in a peacetime? But I know what you're saying, Kyron. Like, Heidegger is maniacally evil. He shows up and projects himself to Avalanche and says, this is what I'm doing to you and I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. And then Scarlet has literally got uh, using a soldier as a footstool. And then bails when the thing's going to become unstable. And then bails when they're going <laughs> to die. And all that. And then... Uh, Hojo. Hojo. Hojo, Hojo in, in the meeting bag. literally being like, hey, we're just going to we're gonna breed the ancient. And everyone's like, what? Like, Heidegger's like, you can use my stuff for torture. And then Scarlet offers something. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're all pretty yeah, evil. It's this close to being like the Doctor Evil-like group of henchmen yeah. around his table yeah. when they're and around I, that board the thing room, is like, I didn't board. even mind that much because oh it's not a bad thing it's just I agree with that I observation think, I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't point, oh, sorry. sorry by that point in the game though especially from someone who again this is all like vaguely remember those characters from when I played most of the original like by that point in the, well in, in remake I was so invested that I didn't care I was just like I was just like yeah, they're all right. They're crazy bad guys. This is this is awesome. I, they also I've did drop a plate on one eighth of the population of their city. Like they are evil bad yeah, people. Exactly. I was gonna say it's yeah, even it's, it's even better when you've got Reeve sitting in the room just going, "Um, what's going on?" Yeah. Like, like, am I like? And I love the idea of sitting in a room just looking around, just going, "Oh no." <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the exact. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not that. It's we are. They're the all the bad guys. I'm not. Like, and just sitting there going, "How did I get here? Yeah. I have bet on the wrong horse." Yeah. <laughs> but it's not even betting on the wrong horse. It's betting on the wrong horse, buying it, taking it home, feeding it, spending ten years with it, going, "Oh no, yeah. <laughs> never too late to change. Never too late to change." This is no, no not at all. <laughs> but the bad guys, I don't think, are the the more interesting part of the character work that's done here. No, For me, it's absolutely not. like. The way they have brought the main ca- the, the our heroes and even the supporting cast around them to life. Oh, for sure. Like, let's start with the main cast because obviously, I mean, they're the main cast. So we've got Cloud, Tifa, Barrett, Aerith, mm-hmm. Sephiroth, Red Thirteen, Red Thirteen, mm-hmm. Red Black Dog. That's great. <laughs> uh, that is my slave name. Call me what you like. Red, Red 13. Thirteen works. And you got the tag of <laughs> everything. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Um, As opposed to me, when I, f- I played it recently, I called him Red 12 just to oh, make it unfortunate. That's really mean. He's got the tattoo on everything. <laughs> so what's your name? Red 12. Doesn't that say 13? No, it does. <laughs> so I think it's only fair to start with our, our main player, Cloud. Mm-hmm. Cloud Strife. Yep. Uh, how did you all feel about how he was done in the remake? I mean, there's always a lot of pressure. And even Cloud himself has been 
had he's had mixed reception the last couple of seven anythings. Like compilation games have always mm-hmm. been hit and miss with Cloud as a character. How did you feel the remake went with it? I think you did about as much as you can with him if you're going to tell this much of the story. Yes. It's like you can't his character growth they don't touch they're not really touching on that at this stage yet. They're hinting at things and that's it. So the the he presents as someone who's very standoffish and has no people skills and all this sort of stuff. He's a loner, he doesn't talk, all that sort of stuff. It is interesting seeing his different like personality traits with each of the characters he interacts with. Well, the bits that are always the most interesting in what we get so far is just when people are able to sort of crack his hard shell, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. there are some really nice moments with Tifa, and there's some great moments with, with Aerith, lots of great moments with Aerith, I would say. And then, even with Barrett, I was like, you look at that first bombing r- mission at the start, and they're like, the jabs they have at one another are really, really good, way better than I think they could, they might have been, than I probably um, anticipated they would be. Because of like translation stuff like that in the past, it hasn't always worked. And then by the end of the game, when they're talking to each other about how they're a good team, and you can feel that they actually do have a camaraderie now, is very effective. Yeah. And still, Cloud is not that interesting a person at that stage, but he's not meant to be yet. That's the thing. Because I also even at that point, Cloud's still willing to play around with with characters as well. Like when there's like, I think it's when in the last fight, when for me at least with Sephiroth, when Aerith turns up, she's just like, "Did you miss me?" And he's just like, "Not really." I'm like, "That's still that's our old Cloud there, just." Playing it cool. Exactly. <laughs> and But that's the thing. It's like, that's a limitation of the part of the story they're telling, not oh, yeah. a limitation oh, yeah, yeah. of the character I'm yet. completely okay with it. That being said, if they don't do a good enough job with him in future installments, then I'll come back and go, ah, oh, that sucks yeah. because they they never made him I good. guess the thing is, do you think he he was good, for, again, considering it is only part one of however many we get for seven, uh, how, how did you track his trajectory over the game? Were you happy with where, he sort of, where, where we're at with his character at the end, sort of wondering what's next? Yeah, mostly because I just bought into his relationships yeah. with Tifa yes. and with Barrett and with Aerith, and that's why I cared about Cloud, not because I find Cloud all that interesting right now, aside from the mystery, I guess. See, for me, one of the interesting ones, especially early, is you get that aloof Cloud, the ex-soldier, the sort of not interested, sort of, I'm the best, like... Doing it for the money. And- look, I'm, a, I'm an edgelord, like, come on. Um... But then when he sees Sephiroth and he follows him in the alley and there's that sort of, no, it can't be, I killed. Like, you feel the weight of that and you see them in the flashbacks. Like, and Because you're basically walking to Nibelheim. Yeah. and, mm, and That's you, very cool. Yeah, if you know to, what you're looking at, those burning buildings that are it, definitely not to from the, To the tune Nika. of uh, Ex- the promised land from Advent Children. And you feel that and you see this kind of person, like... And there's that great moment where he's like in the alley with the kids. And he's like, oh, to Aerith, he's like, do you know Sephiroth? And she's like, the war hero. Yeah, he died a few years ago. It's like, that for me is his first vulnerable connection to another character mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm having doubts that this is what I'm seeing isn't there. And he plays off the ones with Tifa, like when he has a, a flash forward, flashback, whatever it may be, he has this vulnerability of oh yeah no it didn't happen but when he's with Aerith he's like I'm gonna ask so that's the thing right because with the Tifa Tifa's memory of Cloud is basically like he was the guy who was always going to protect her so Cloud really doesn't I guess want to drop that facade around her he wants to be the strong guy which is again we see you see such interesting snippets of it like when he is gonna kill Johnny basically very early on which scares Tifa or funnily enough as, as well with Tifa in their scene outside of Aerith's mother's house where he embraces her 
and start squeezing a bit too tight for t- yeah. to the point where Tifa's like, Cloud, you're hurting me. Mm. Like, so there are parts there where we're seeing Cloud just trying to be strong. Well, I was going to say, did I mean, I know for the people who've finished their, um, who finished the game a couple of times uh, or like played the game a couple of times, do everyone get that scene like the first time through? Which, which one's I got that? The, I got the Tifa one first time. You got the Tifa? I- Take a guess which one I got. Of you course, got yeah. I mean, you, of course. I'm with Kyrie. You got Barrett, right? Oh, okay. I wish I got Barrett. I really want to see his. Actually, I, I might Barrett's look it up after this. Well, yeah. Just, just look him up. There's yeah, no. Yeah. I don't think you, you don't need to go back in there. I, I got Tifa on my hard. Do you don't get it. You don't get a trophy for saying that. No, 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 no. Nah. It's it's only if you want to be the guy with the actual 100 save file. No, I'm fine. So this is this is Kyrie Tifa over here. Apparently, I do kind of, I do kind of want to. Yeah, I got Tifa as well because it was it was interesting. I didn't know that was a thing that. Have you watched the Arab one? I haven't watched it, the other ones yet. It's good. I, again, it's real I'm watch t- them. important even. It's very yeah. important. I, yeah. See, I, actually, this is the first time I'm hearing that that's different. Oh, really? So which one did so you get? I got oh, the, it, now, and please correct me if I'm wrong. And again, I'm sorry, I'm a pleb. Is this outside Eris' house? Yes. Where yes. she says, don't fall in love yes. with yes, me. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know that's different for so, different people. Yes. I got, on I got what a T for saying. Early in the game, it can change. So it's I'd a- heard of that, but I thought it, I must have missed it because I was like just not paying attention. So the question is, when uh, did you do the special bit with Tifa at the end of the first bunch of side missions where you go back to her room and she talks about, let's hit the town stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Did you get her to make you a drink? Yes. Cool. With Aerith, did you do all the missions with her? Yes. Right. So it's like you did everything right. Yes. So what probably decided which one you got was who you went to first. Remember you wake up uh, in the sewers? When I was in Don Cone and dropped in the thing, yes. I'm like, sorry, yep. Tifa, you're staying on the ground. Um, <laughs> that's, the, that's, what made, that's what chose it for <laughs> you. Um, and, and, and honestly, if it was sitting there, it's all like- All the yellow flowers. Sophie's choice. Aerith, sorry. Sorry, Tifa. <laughs> Disagree. No, abs- nah, abs- you're in the right boat here. I di- Thank you. I didn't realize. I was like, oh, I was probably waking both up. I'll go to Tifa first, and then that locked it in. Apparently, so, that, was the, yeah. that was the right choice. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Choice. I'm investing, <laughs> and I'm fairly certain. I mean, no Tifa spoilers. 100%. It's going to be a happy ending. For Tifa, oh, no, no, for <laughs> Cloud Nerith. <laughs> hey, Never hey, we don't keep, know. Keeping the dream. All bets are off. Got a feeling. Got a hey, feeling. hey, hey, hey. Forget if, what you know. If I'm asleep, don't wake me up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, all right, well, then let's, let's get on to Aerith and Tifa. We'll start with Tifa because she's introduced first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tifa is, of course, Cloud's childhood friend. We even get we get some interesting earlier flashes than we we don't normally get at this point in the story. Mm. Like we see young Tifa at Nibelheim. We get the um the scene in front of the the water tower uh-huh. where Cloud's like, "I'm going to go be a soldier" and all that. That happens early on in the original. That, that does. Doesn't yeah, it? yeah having game, just watched it's just, it, it's just it the does. earlier flashes. I was say, it definitely that scene happens early in the game. Yeah. I do recall that. Very good scene. That when she says you made a promise, like, yeah, we have that flash. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, but yeah, um, of course, this was probably the one. This was the voice that surprised me the most because I, I I agree with all the voice cast being really impressive. But I didn't even realize until after like half of the game. This is is it Brit Barron? Brit Barron, yeah, who I know from Glow. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. Which was I uh, remember seeing that casting, getting really excited about that because I quite like her in Glow. Um, See, Aerith for me, sorry, not Aerith, Tifa for me, I love the performance I'm getting from Britt Barron, and I love Tifa as a character. She's always been my choice over Aerith forever anyway. Oh, no. But the, the she has a similar problem to Cloud, where their backstory is not being told to us yet, yes. and that's where things start to really be interesting. And let's be honest, it's in the second half of the game, I think, where Tifa, once another character isn't around anymore, that Tifa sort of gets more to do and has more stuff with Cloud that I remember. I remember just before the final mission in the original game, there was some really interesting stuff with Tifa and Cloud that I loved. That I really, I think back on as being some of my favorite part character stuff in the original game. And they can't do any of that yet. So like Cloud, she's sort of, I love Tifa in this. I love the performance, but she doesn't get as much to do as 
Barrett, who has so much tied into this Midgar part of the game. I do like we get an era through they've got a lot of work to do quickly for a reason. We 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 do get some interesting glimpses at Tifa though. Like we do. Little things like on the train with the Shinra middle manager when they're when they're trying to evacuate and he's like, but I'm the I'm the enemy. And she's like, look, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Yeah. And we even even once the plates dropped as well with Barrett. Yes. When she is more than willing to take the, the like, we did this. Like when Barrett's like when they're talking about the reason the plate was dropped and Tifa like owns up to it. <laughs> That's new in a lot of yeah, ways, it is, right? Is like is. they make Tifa sort of this like character who's doubting the cause and stuff yes. to some degrees. And I've seen I have seen some criticism of that 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 is not what Tifa is like in the original. That she's more on board with what Avalanche is doing, and that based on history, maybe she should be like that. But it's hard not to feel like a moral compass as to what's going on is a bad thing. Jesse does a little bit of that too, yeah, which is good. But I, I think that's a worthy inclusion. I, but I don't think it makes me love Tifa. Oh no, no. I think it was, I think it was interesting to see that to see that side of Tifa. Sure. Which I is think, a new sort of side. I think the remake does enough with her, especially in very small segments. When you see the flash flashbacks to the Nibelheim reactor. Yeah, and yeah. you see her crying over the corpse of her, the person that looked after her and trained her in martial arts. And you see that she's sick of death and sick of the fighting and stuff. And so you would think that she would be down on Avalanche a little bit. Like mm. she's happy to support them because she believes what Shinra is doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. But this isn't adding up. Like, as in, yeah. the, the, what we're doing, the price is too high. And they're going to keep escalating and it's not going to stop. Well, to sidetrack for a second, how do we feel about the idea that Shinra are the reason that, Ma- that Reactor 1 blows up? It's not just Jesse's bomb. They sabotage it to make it a bigger explosion. And to- I kind of like it because there is a line that it, in the original seven that hints that that might have been a possibility. Jesse does suggest Jesse that Sheen didn't expect it to yeah. go off like this. Yeah, so my bomb shouldn't have been that strong. I think it's great because it, it sets the stakes even higher from the, the get-go as well. It also sets a precedent because they are the ones who drop the plate and blame yeah, exactly. Avalanche too. It's yeah. like we know it's in their playbook to do this. See, so they'll do me, whatever it takes. See, yeah. for me, I, I get it. I, I personally am not a big fan. Like, not in a terrible way. Like, I don't think it's a deal breaker. I like the idea, though, that they respond to that as an attack. And I get that they're like, oh, we're willing to do this. But they show that. They show they're willing to drop an entire plate Mm -hmm. to prove a point. But I think it's much better. And it does make your heroes and the people you follow a little bit darker that they're willing to blow up this reactor and really take it, destroy it. Like they disrupt a lot. And a lot of people, when I feel the gravity of the situation would have been worse for the player when you get and see the debris in the city and you see people that are innocent being hurt like you see the woman in the alley that's being crushed and you can see people trying to help her and stuff and Shinra soldiers try to help if you had known no you are responsible not the seeing Shinra the thing is it. the because ca- the characters don't know that it doesn't exactly. bother me at all yeah. it's like as far as they're concerned they did do this and like that's enough for me because the characters still feel that way and respond to it and see it that way that's where i sort of landed as yeah. well in that camp Mm-hmm. Well, I, I guess yeah. would it be different if you, the player, just you didn't know and Jesse was just saying, I don't think it adds up, it doesn't make sense, but you didn't know? I don't think so because I think because of the way it's presented is so... Because the way it's presented is already way more... A way bigger deal than it is in the original game, right? In terms of the destruction, the collateral damage is presented and given way more time to feel mm-hmm. it anyway. It's already more effective than the original was in that sense. I'm already looking going, wow, I never saw the destruction that went on, the way this is affecting the city, everybody responding to it like this. You kind of just saw Lego pieces 
running scared. Yeah, of course. And the, it's already so much more effective and puts all that in context. They worked for me perfectly fine as it was. I don't mind it. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, okay, well, anything else to say about Tifa? Uh, not I love Tifa. playing her. She yeah, is, yeah, she's, she's she is so much fun to play. We, yep. we probably should have... We forgot to talk about how Cloud plays because he's also fun. But Tifa... Just when you just go in there and just build up stagger with those ridiculous like rapid fist attacks and mm. so much fun and just her being as fast and nimble as she is as well. Yeah, her around. dodge rolls feel. If, if you didn't yeah. already, chuck parry on her because it's so good. Oh really? No, I've so, not done that. So did you, did you ever use the parry material? I had yes, it on cloud. Yeah. 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 So you know how cloud does the little sort of sort of like and it was kind of like half effective but not really. Yeah. Yeah. So for Tifa, it becomes like a like a slide attack. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm gonna chuck that on TV so, for sure. And I've seen I've seen videos on on like Twitter and stuff of her like when she's doing that with a lot of enemies, she can like slide into them and knock them into the air, and then sort of just juggle them. That's so cool. It's great. Like Tifa is crazy. The stuff that she can do is like full on. This is put her in a fighting game already. Yeah, put, yeah. yeah absolutely. Give her, <laughs> Get her, her, her in own side story and let it be like a beat 'em up. Put her in Smash. No. <laughs> hey, Square would only give Cloud. And two songs in one game. I was going to say, if you get Tifa in Smash, you might get another two songs in Ooh. Smash. So it's, whoa. They got the important ones spender. in Smash. It's okay. Yeah. It's true. They got Cloud. Uh, well, that brings us to, of course, Aerith. Everyone's favorite flower girl. Um, The the best girl. The best, like, if we're, we if we're drawing should... battle lines, the best girl, yes. Yeah. The the correct answer. Yes. Um, I I absolutely, I adored her. I thought she was, I thought she was super endearing, really just played it up, was playful in the right ways. She was, and again, it's hard not to go into it, but I feel like she's almost existing outside of the story. Yeah, She's very much aware of the fact that this has either happened before or she's very aware that this is- I'll forget to the story. There's some interesting stuff to talk about. So the way she plays that and still is so jovial and so interested and so friendly is- in itself really sweet and it makes sense that she would pop up in places and just be there and be like, Oh, I knew you would be here and, <laughs> and stuff. I love it. I think it's just charming. I think she could have been at first. I was worried she was going to be annoying because sometimes when they play up the cutesy manic pixie dream girl type of stuff, it can get annoying quickly and sort of just wear you down. Especially when she's a big talker and Cloud isn't. It's like, mm-hmm. boy, if I'm just hanging around with this character for a long time, this could get really irritating. And it doesn't. It's actually, I just found her more and more enduring as she went along because she's much more layered than just that. And But I do like that there's like, underneath the flower girl stuff, there's a fierceness to her. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. take crap. Like, she... Oh, man. Like, like again, to, go, to jump forward to the last boss fight, when she turns up for the, the Sephiroth battle... And Cloud's just like, he's really strong. And she and Aerith is just like, yeah, so what? Screw him. I'm like, that's it that's right it. there. Yeah. That's Aerith. The, yeah. there's, there's the fight when you fight Rude and he's there to capture her. Like he's yeah. there to take her away. And they're having their little moment. His glasses break and she's like, oh, see, Cloud's really strong. Are you ready to give up and stuff? And then you beat him and you go to hurt him and she goes, no, don't. He's a good person. Mm. Like, and that's the thing. She's willing to fight and she's willing to go toe to toe, but she's not going to hurt someone who she believes is a good person. Like, she understands. She knows him. And she's like, he's just doing his job. Like, and he'll he's not going to take... He's going to capture me, but he's going to go away. I've obviously dealt with him before. Yeah. I think, yeah. Just overall, it's the... As much as I love the original, I never really got that attached to Aerith, personally. 
I got much, I'm much more attached to her in this version. This version of her, I think, is, I think is really well done. Great performance. I mean, really, just again, surprisingly well written. I can't get over how, like, again, the difference between this and Kingdom Hearts. It's like, why is this so much better? But whatever it is, yeah. keep doing it. It's just keep like they doing it. It's square. such a good version of Aerith. Do, do you know what's interesting though? And I don't know. Like for me, it's really important. Is it's not just dialogue. And it's not just delivery. It's how it's presented. Definitely. And there's a big thing. She really gets into people's space. So there's a lot where she leans in, and then yeah. when she stands up, she's not where she originally was. She's taken it almost a step forward. And she's in that person's personal space. She does it to Cloud a bit, but I've seen it as well. There was a particular scene where she, maybe it was rude, I can't remember, but she's right up close, and she's willing to be in their personal space. Like, it's not uncomfortable for her. For her, it's like, well, of course I'm going to stand right here. Like, this is where I want to be, where other people have real distance in that and for me that little bit of her just wanting to be close to people and oh of course i'm going to stand here of course i want to physically touch you with like high fives and stuff and mm. i want to be it's a physical sort of response i really like to, that's, to, yeah, go on. sorry that's speaking of high fives that sequence in the um the Poor robot cloud <laughs> yeah like, what, no what, what's a high five that he leaves sequence. so many characters hanging in <laughs> And then, like, he, he finally goes to give it, like, to give her the high five, and she doesn't realize. And she's like, oh! <laughs> and then. And then I, the eventual payoff. Of exactly. That as well. So I think good. That buildup so is great. I loved all of that. Agreed. That really made me believe in the whole Cloud Era thing at yep. that point. I was like, that's, that, you really did the work there. And similarly, after they fall into the sewers, as much as that sequence goes on forever and shouldn't, the. <laughs> oh, and then you go back. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll get to complaints. We'll talk about that. <laughs> Tifa, they have a great stuff with Tifa and Aerith in that moment. That's their opportunity to get them time to grow together as characters, and they do it. They just, yeah. in that area, they just keep having interactions to the point where you feel like there is a bond there and they're there to look after each other. And they like, it's like, I feel that sort of friendship growing already. It's just great work. Absolutely. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's classic anime stuff they're doing here. Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's working its ass off. And, like, I have to imagine that when they were, like, at the planning stages for Seven Remake, they're like, no matter what, people have got to connect with Aerith. Like, it's really important. But just overall, that's the bit I'm yeah. just impressed with. It's not just retelling the cool parts of the story. It's putting the working yeah. with the characters. I love these characters all over again, possibly even more than I did originally. Because of the work they put in. But you need, and that's the thing, you need to make them likable. Yeah. You need to be invested. And you are. And that's it. Like, you're like, you want them to succeed. And if you do believe that, then you're sold because their friendship feels real and your connection to them feels real. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I've got a really bad attention span and stuff like that, but like, I didn't get those attachments to those characters just from reading text and from seeing like some cut that's just the well. problem with that is a limitation of that of course absolutely. the way things work yeah. it's like having as, yeah. a performance helps a performance having visuals that give you more than like you said just eyes and no mouth like yeah all of it works together and as much as i love that story and i love those characters i ta- i did attach them in my own way yeah it, it's this makes it so much easier yeah. it's just so much more effective yeah a but that performance sort of- doesn't always help because i've played final fantasy 10 <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. I mean, if we want to talk voice acting, we have our own bad seven voice actors we could talk about. That's true. Ma- yeah. Mina Savari and Advent Children could not sound any more bored as Aerith. Well, I was going to say, Aerith in general has never been presented very well. Exactly. Even yeah, in exactly. Kingdom Hearts, Mandy Moore. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Pretty she was awful job. She was the closest. She um, was the closest and, like, it was stunt casting, so that was good. And, yeah. But again, Kingdom Hearts has never been good at this. David Boreanaz plays Squall in that, or Leon. That's right. And he's shit in that. They I just completely voice, forget that. Voice acting has just gotten, in video games, has just gotten 
so much better over the past 20-something years. Because they don't hire actors to do a voice. You hire a voice actor who knows how to emote, who knows how to connect with a character. And because the communities of of video games know voice actors for their work now, they are popular because they are voice actors. I'm not saying, like, reducing it to that, but, like, they are known for their voice actors. That's not relevant. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not really relevant to Final Fantasy VII. Are any of the voice workers really stand out as being famous, though, apart from Britt Barron, who's not a voice actor? Um, Not really. uh, Not really. No, um... Uh... Um, Johnny is. Um, oh yeah, they're, they're, like they're a cameo. Yuri Lowenthal. Small Thoughts. role. You can check the additional voices. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got. Yeah. some vets got, in there. Um, yeah, you've yeah, got heaps bloody in there. Um, Matthew Chris, in there. Crispin, um, Crispin Glover. No, is it Glover? Fre- no, no. Freeman. Crispin Freeman. <laughs> um, you've got Matt Mercer. You've got um, Travis Willingham. You've got yep. Amanda Troop. Amanda Troop. Most important. Pretty sure was one of the little boys. I, I think, think so. Yeah, I, I was like, I "That's very a, Geordie." I have I'm a feeling like, she's a few of them. Like, few of the little kids. I think like you're right. Times, and yeah. I was like, "That's yeah." yeah. But you, you connect, and and again, a, a good voice performance will yep. a good voice performance will land you in the right spot, and they get you there. And I think that har- having Aerith so genuine in that so, flower girl wafy mm-hmm. kind of, but still so. Just genuinely positive. So that's what's so like impressive about Aerith, right? Like her voice actor is a YouTuber. Yeah. This is her first real yeah. role. And if yep. you, you can go out and watch the videos of her playing along, playing Seven Remake and reacting to seeing those, some of these key Aerith scenes. And it's just like, she's perfect as Aerith. Yeah, no, she's really, really great. Loved it. And similarly, I thought that was, we move on to Barrett because I thought Barrett was in, in really impressive. First, I want to say that uh, yes. speaking of playing as characters, playing as Aerith, incredibly oh, sure, yes. fun. Yeah, yes. just so many things that she can do to change up combat in interesting ways, like dropping an arcane mark to like double Absolutely. cast spells. Yep. yep, chucking up shields and oh man, ATB um, wards where you can you can pop you, it on the ground and yeah. you just gain ATB as you're attacking. After consuming ATB. Yeah. Like. And that to me was really good on really like on scale boss fights where there's a smaller arena where you're mm-hmm. like, cool, if I could put this down, yeah. I'm almost, almost always going to be in it. Yep. Um, and that's, and in, especially in hard mode, that is just saving me. In yeah. Some because it was, for me, it was interesting because there's always been the impression of Aerith being primarily the white mage. Yes. So that was, I was not concerned, but I was interested to see how they would tackle that because- mm-hmm. I mean, how fun is it going to be to play as someone who predominantly heals? Uh, but I think they did a great job with her aggressive abilities and her general, like her basic attack is just throwing out little orbs of magic. I think, yeah, she was a lot of fun. It's the interesting thing about the way the system works in general is the material system allows things to be really flexible, oh, yeah. right? Like yes. every weapon, there's always a, a magic material version of the weapon and one that's all about boosting MP and all those sorts of things, yes. right? So you can make Cloud a mage if you want him Absolutely. to and just have him slam spells and stuff like that. Don't do any sort of sword play at all if that's what you want to do. Um, and so it th- so while the material system makes that flexible, everyone's got a defined role and plays so differently yeah. that you've got that flexibility, but you also, okay, I have to play Aerith at distance yes. in this way. I've got to do those buffs. I've got to put down that ward and so forth. Barrett is mostly range unless you use one of his close combat ones, but why would you? Um you would the only time yeah. that you would use that is if he's going to use steel skin and lifesaver, like to keep close to like and, and, and I, to, to be the tank in that. Yeah, sense. exactly. Because you can he, use provoke. I tend to use cloud more that way. I was because anyway. I use him yeah, for provoke. So I'm like, no, 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 sure. come over here. And I mean, I've only done it a little bit in hard just to see if I can get people to leave me alone while I, while I'm trying to build up a like mm. a heal. But 
yeah, um, I think what? that having those two at range really gives the game yeah. so much depth when you've got two people who have to be up close. Absolutely. Like and so obviously because of how it determines the, the characters you have in the last fight, in my first playthrough against in the Sephiroth fight, I had um, Tifa and Aerith. And that was great. But on my hard mode run, I had Aerith and Barrett, And let me just say, that was so good. Oh, I, yeah. had, I had Cloud sort of taking all the physical. And then there's these two range scum just <laughs> throwing spells and bullets at this, at this one-winged angel. I'm just like, this is perfect. <laughs> but yeah, we should move on to Barrett now. Because I think as much as I love all the characters, he was the one I was most surprised with. Was the one I was probably most concerned about. Yeah, well, true, yeah, yeah, concerned with how they would adapt him. Yeah, just because I think there's always been criticism of the way that Barrett's presented in the original. That maybe it's not particularly, which is fairly warranted. Very, very yes. fairly warranted in terms of it being a angry black man stereotype, and not all of that is gone necessarily. If you if you feel like that's particularly bad, you might still find this problematic in some ways. But overall, I thought Barrett was extremely. He he goes from being one dimensional to two dimensional very very quickly. The mm-hmm. stuff with Marlene is extremely good. Yeah, but I just I guess I heartbreaking. Yeah, and watching his sort of com- camaraderie with Cloud grow over the course of this. But he's he's kind of the heart and soul of Avalanche, and you feel that because this is the Avalanche in Midgar story. That's what this yeah. game is, right? And you, anytime you're with Barrett and you're doing a mission, or it's about Sector Seven or whatever it is, you always feel it. Like it's it's always there in the performance. They they write him really well. When the plate drops, that moment afterwards where he's just slamming on so, the yeah. um, the concrete wall or whatever it is is Ooh, yeah. so effective and so is. good. Um, I, yeah, I loved Barrett. I think. That it goes a lot to the genuine nature of him discussing in that elevator about, you know, the planet bleeds green, like I bleed, you and I bleed red. Like, this is someone, and again, when they talk about Avalanche, like, because in the original, I didn't really take away that Avalanche was an entire group of military. I don't think they were I don't were know if that comes game. up, right? But it was implied in, like, the extra... Uh, the I've extra played con- the extra stuff, so... Well, yeah, I think it was before Crisis, they mentioned that a lot of Avalanche is sort of shadow-funded by Rufus as well. Oh, really? There's a suggestion that it's yeah. like they were shadow-funded by Rufus so because he was trying to take power or whatever no, it was. Whatever. Like, it's, it's sort of checks but, out how... He, he whatever. Was, but, it's not important to the story of our characters. What yet. is important is that this <laughs> no. is someone that is so idealistic and so, yeah. so like, different that they don't even fit in that. Like, as in, he's, he's too extreme for the extreme, right? And that's why he's willing to do the dirty work. He's going in there. He's going to destroy the reactor. He's a true believer. Exactly. Like, as in, but he wants others to believe. Like, as in, it's, he got into planetology because he believes that this is the right thing to do. That was actually one of my favorite little details with him in this is just the idea that he's read up on like the ancients and stuff like yeah. that. Like, he has a certain knowledge base there because it's easy to think of him as just like a thicky because he's so like just a built jacked sort of yeah, weapon with a, of a guy with a gun from her. He just feels like a weapon. Yeah. And so to give him that level of not just intelligence, but appreciation for history and a little bit of spirituality in there as well is really cool. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, as in when Jesse lost her dad, like, as in, again, it's that's what brought her to that and mm. brought her to him. It's when the kids are at Leaf House and stuff. It's like these are people that are on the fringes who have sort of almost lost their way. They don't have a lot of things going and they fall into a charismatic, passionate person who is just so – and he's so genuine in his care. And then you see him with Marlene and you know that this is someone that isn't just 1D, this brute machine of a man. It is someone who just loves and wants – the best for this. And he gets a bit like that when he confronts Shinra and he's like, you know, you're doing this. This is your fault. Like, as in you are just 
draining the planet dry. Like it, his anger comes across as so impassioned. It's never from it's a righteous rage. anger. Yeah, it's never from rage. Yep. It is from care, and I really like that. Yeah, I, I, in particular for Barrett, I really like his speech after they just had blown up the reactor to to just Avalanche. That speech where he's basically explaining, like, no matter what, like he's got them. Yes, I, I agree. I Those love that entire that entire little speech that he gives there is so good. It just it just makes him yeah. a three dimensional character exactly. much more than I think the original did. And, um, and it's especially right interesting that. In a way, like Cloud and Tifa, like the majority of his character development is coming later. Like we get a glimpse. Barrett. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're, you're right. I guess I think this was always more Barrett's story early on because oh, the yeah. Midgar stuff. He, cause he, there's, a, there's some big stuff that, it, that are going to add even more to, sure. to his character and how he reacts to a lot of stuff that he encounters in, the origin, in this game. Yep. Agreed. Well, that just leaves Sephiroth, really. <laughs> I would say we could talk about some of the other members of Avalanche, which I think. Oh, I mean, I guess let's let's very they were surprised. Maybe right? let's talk about all of the the three major Avalanche. Just in terms of like that's something else I really appreciate about this yeah. game was to go expand those characters to even give the Jesse mission and spend more time with them because if you play the game, the original game, you know, just breeze through it, not thinking too much about the story. Those characters die real quickly, yeah, <laughs> real absolutely. early. You barely spend absolutely any do. time with them. And that doesn't have the emotional payoff that this does because we get to spend so much time with Jesse. We appreciate that Jesse and Biggs and Wedge are friends. We get to know their characters and what makes them tick and what makes them valuable and all those sorts of things really well. They just do another good job of just adapting these characters, great performances from everyone involved there as well. I, I love fucking it. love Jesse so oh, yeah. much. Jesse is actually best girl. She, yeah, it's I true. She probably agree. is. She's shadow best girl. Yeah, she, I, would, I would agree. As, as much I as I don't like amazing. As much as I don't like it, the, man, it's, but it's I had true. one the, issue, yeah. like one little issue with Jesse. I could only hear Futaba from Persona 5. Because <laughs> yeah. Erica Lindbeck, yeah. I was like, That's, I, know you, I know you, Futaba. All I'm going to hear is Jesse when I finally play. You, you probably will. Hear Jesse. <laughs> In 2023. <laughs> that's being generous. <laughs> I'm a, gen- I'm, uh, I'm a exactly. positive person. Exactly. But, uh, I, like yeah, I, I, I do think that's a good point because hmm. I think the Avalanche members were probably one of the biggest question marks coming into this because we, they had to sort of get us invested w- with them. I guess I didn't necessarily have a question mark. It was more of like just a happy surprise. Yeah. Like I didn't I didn't dislike Biggs and Wedge and Jesse back in the day. By the way, uh, Biggs is best boy, right? Oh, what a dreamboat. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> what that jaw. He's, I'm sorry. He's, <laughs> play, he's played in the real life version by Pedro Pascal. You fall in, you fall <laughs> yeah. in love with him. Yep. He's charming. He's suave. He steals your girl and you deal with it. Like, <laughs> he... He had. He's gonna get it. Like I, uh, I just love him so much. Nah, see, I've, I've got a soft spot for Wedge. I love him. I no, he's got a soft spot everywhere. Like, like let's oh, let's on, be fair. Come on, come so, on. Low hanging fruit. We're not. We're, we're better than some of the seven remake writing. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. He gets bitten on the bum. I know. Like, That's true. Yeah, he does. He's played as a foil, but he, he is but a lot of. He loves cats. Yeah. He does and love, I love cats. cats. So I get it. But he wants to protect the cats. Yeah. Also, he's Badger from uh, Breaking Bad as well. He which is. is awesome, but. All I can say is, I'm man crush on Biggs. Absolutely, Biggs, for sure. Yeah, that's like, fair. he comes he's in, he's handsome. got the grappling guns, and he's got his little headband, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh I'm there. The, the stubble, just the perfect oh, like manicured the, stubble, and his confidence. Like, like uh, when he hacks out door, it's just like, damn, I'm good. I'm like, uh, you yeah, are good. <laughs> you are good. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's he, a little hot here. Sit down. <laughs> he looks like he looks like the main character in like a Shonen Jump anime, like at the very <laughs> start, like at the very start before he becomes super. No, no, he's the kid in the back of the high school anime with his feet on the desk. Yes, that's and it. And just like and 
and the like the three girls around him are chibi, like yep. just yep. In, in proximity. But yeah. I just I love they are just so genuine in mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. They are just really interested and yeah, like even just his like finger gun and wink when he's going up oh, the stairs. You that's know? great. Yeah. Oh, he- actually, just in general to everyone in the cast, like thumbs up ahoy. Like they all I'm not saying like give him thumbs up. Everyone's given thumbs up, and I love that. Just like sure. everyone's just like the overstyle. I love like, a good thumbs, thumbs up. up. It's, it's so it's great. Dorky, but it is like it works. There's something just it's endearing, uh, endearing about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that for me is perfectly encapsulated in the arena. Mm. The two, the two presenters. People, oh, they just yep. they are so good. You're just in. You just and all the commentary during Hell House, and you're just like, yeah, I, I know I'm down again. Walmart I get in it. General was yeah. just perfect though. Yeah. And, and there was a lot of just like there was a lot of recorded dialogue from that Hell House fight as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Just a bunch of different situations. Yeah, I, I know I'm down it. again. <laughs> I suck. I get it. Jesus, <laughs> give me a break. What yes, I didn't have all elemental materials. So this is taking me forever. I'm waiting for it to keep changing. Did you forget in hard? Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Especially uh, on Hell House. Are names again? <laughs> which is Scotch detrimental. Scotch and something else, isn't it? I don't remember. I don't, good yeah, on they're, you they're for play, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun like naming convention they've got. But yeah, I can't remember. One of them's called Scotch and I think another one's another type of alcohol or something. I just really wish Jesse had Cloud come into the house after the mission. Oh, I was trying to make happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you just like trying to like force your way. Just come know. on, <laughs> let me in. Walking, Cloud has no real idea what's happening. He just what that he just every woman is falling in love with him. That's the that's, that's the bad yeah. anime trope right there. Is the guy just all the women are falling over the main character who has no personality. To that's be, what's happening in to this. To be fair, if you want to talk about that, everyone is thirsty in this. Like this is a, thirsty is a horny game. Oh, I, I mean I mean it's Jesse's first dialogue to him. <laughs> oh, it's just yeah. like it's like every it's she doesn't just, stop the entire time. Oh, oh no. Just that first bit where she's like, are you in Tifa clothes? It's like, oh. She is looking for an in. It's like bright eyes or pretty boy, she calls him when she's yeah, attacking. Yeah. Like, So that's early, early. It's just like, yeah, can you walk? Trust me, if I couldn't, you'd be the first to know. <laughs> yes, like, I love like, that. Just after Claire's bragging on for talking too much. Yeah. So good. Just great. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Jesse. But yeah, Avalanche, I think, were very well done. And... Mm-hmm. It does make that that plate drop. Just that oh. going up, but like even as I I was preparing myself for it for a while, but it wasn't. I think until I was emerging from the sewers, going into the train graveyard, that I was just like, "This is happening. <laughs> They're gonna do it." Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm <laughs> went how that happens with the fight with the Turks, and I don't know if we're talking about minor really? characters. Turks are well done. The Turks are so damn good. I've, I think the Turks have always been fairly well done. Yeah, other yeah. stuff. I like them in Advent Children as I like well. Them in Advent it's Children. just because they're fun characters. They are. Yeah, yeah. But, and but even Sung, I thought was just that. Mm. His presence is such a difference compared to Renault and Rude. You see them, and you just go, "Oh, he's he's the boss." Like, yeah, he, he he's he's in charge. Yeah. yeah, he's not fucking around. Like, yeah, yeah. Little no. details that I love. I love that they kept the uh, Rude has a crush on Tifa thing from Seven. That was interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he de- no. Yeah, that is definitely. Yeah, like pulling pulling the chopper away from shooting her. Like trying to fight her. If you fight him as Tifa, he'll pull his punches a bit more. 
Rude understands she's best girl. He's fine. He's wrong. Look, they can be together. He's wrong. He's wearing sunglasses at night. He's wrong. And he's got backups. No, they can't. Cloud and Tiff are going to be together. I can't wait Uh, for you to eventually get to Persona 5 and like join that (laughs) best girl battle. The best girl war. In 2028. Yeah, I know. I know. In in time. But yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Just can't wait for that hot take. Having done the fight in hard recently, uh, I love them. I hate Rude. Rude's the worst. Um, (laughs) Uh, the fact that he puts hey. you to sleep and then oh. decides to... Oh, no, no, no. In hard, he'll put Aerith to sleep and you and then be like, oh, cool, no worries. Cloud's asleep, they're asleep. Might do my axe kick. No worries. That's going to take 2,000 health. See you later. On a scale of on the 10, how excited are you for the battle atop the plate? Not not much. Um, not looking forward to it um, because for some reason, sometimes counterattack doesn't work. And oh, if you're using a special attack, doesn't count. That's amazing. The counter... Just to go combat for a second for some reason... The counterattack comes in so late in the game and is so, so important. So useful. Like it is the most important thing you will ever get yes. in this game is that counterattack ability. Yes. Yeah, you might as well just go, yeah, I'm just going to use this because... It's pretty much what I did yeah, for the rest of the game once <laughs> I got it, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, are you going to attack me? Oh, and that wind-up, so useful. <laughs> Allow me to stop. <laughs> Watch as you get closer, closer. Now I'm going to do it. So um, good. Counterattack was great. Yeah, absolutely, but... I, I really love the Turks. I mean, yeah. I always have. It was it cool. I think, I'm glad we got that cool scene in their office as well when they're, they're like half questioning what they do. Mm. Yeah. It was a nice little scene. Mm. It doesn't hurt that they've got an amazing team. Um, the Turks team is true. fantastic. <laughs> it does not hurt. And just um, the way the battles with the Turks also weave in the Shinra music is just... Mm. Soundtrack yeah. is a 10. While we're going as well, if we're talking about secondary characters, do we want to bring in the newcomer? Because I know someone's got some, oh, some, uh, some feelings they might want to ben, get off their ben chest briefly about it. touched on him, but yeah, we could uh, talk about Roche if you want. Uh, I no, fucking love this Roche. Is, this is your chance. I love Roche. Right, so... Roche, <laughs> right, so... Right, so... I have a prepared statement. I have a <laughs> yeah, yeah. To whom I hate concern. Roche adds nothing. Um, he is useless, and he, yeah. he also... Yeah, and again... I disagree. Adds nothing. It's interesting to see another soldier, a soldier that's still that's operating. Where I, that's yeah, where I'm coming exactly. from. No, no, no. He's a soldier third class. Yeah. Right? Then, at the end of the game, you fight soldier third class in headsets, and they are useless. Yeah, because you're another 20 levels higher than you were when you fight Ro- No, Ro- so, so why is it so important? And why is he such a big deal that he can take down mechs and stuff? These guys are falling over. I was saying it to Karen, make him second class. Make him more important than grunts that you fight at the end of the game right. because you have not changed nearly enough. That's a nitpick. No, it's, it's just interesting to have some soldiers in the game. No, again, I, again, Roche is a promise for something in the future. But for that's sure. the thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, he just comes across as so pointless. And it's like, oh, I hate you. Now we must battle. Now I like you. Now I'm going to take out these mechs. But then I'm going to fuck off and leave you with these mechs. I want you to survive, but sort of prove yourself to me. Come on. That, But that's the thing. It's like, I talk about my problems with Cloud, but I also understand that I know where they're going with him in the next game. So I forgive the, that fact. If it was just, if I just got Cloud and Tifa in this and I didn't know what was going to be happening later in the, fu- in the future, I would also say, geez, that were freaking dish rags and not very interesting characters. Whereas Roach, the thing, my biggest criticism is not that, is that they didn't bring him back for the, freeway exit stuff at the end. I totally it's like he should have be been there and that true. would have made a lot of sense to have him there at that point. But I also understand like a few characters in this, like Leslie and stuff as well. They're being set up for future stuff. But yeah. but the thing is with Leslie and some of the other characters, you are getting clear guy. He is as one D as a piece of paper. 
And if they had brought him back and given him depth, I get it. If they do it later, I get it. But at the moment, he comes across as nothing more than a, a like silly, inconsequential nothing. And you can say that with Cloud and Tifa, oh, you know, that they'd be dish rags and stuff. But there's a lot of, and again, you spend time with them, so it's different. Yeah. But with the time, it's even worse because they spend the whole game with them. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. But but you spent, but you getting things, you are getting hints, you are seeing stuff. Even someone like Rufus Shinra, who shows up for one scene, commands so much more. Even if you don't know, you get it. You are like, cool. Oh, I'm he- disagree. I think Rufus was. I dislike. I enjoyed Rufus less than I enjoyed Roach no, in this game. No. I would agree, actually. Oh, see, well, maybe it's Rufus different- has no impact. He comes at the end of the game. And, like, Sephiroth is happening at that point. And you have that one fight with him, which is a great fight. Yeah. The way counterattack is once again clutch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which but, I did not have. But, like, his influence at that point in the story, because we don't get to continue on for now, is completely lost on that moment. And also, I hate his fucking costume design. What the fuck are they doing with oh, the bo- bottom um, half of his character? It's awful. Um, I'm That's sorry. That's a bit of Kingdom Hearts and, just, uh, yeah. and, and old Mora creepy. Ugh. Ugh, no, awful. I'm, I'm Everything sorry. else is so faithfully and well done. And it's like, why did they make him look like this? Because he looks awesome no. and his seven million belts <laughs> it's are amazing. The worst. It's the worst. <laughs> um, it's Final um, Fantasy X all over again. No, I'm sorry. You've got a vampire with a popped collar coming up. So let's wait and see. But for me. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot can't wait. wait. Um, Remember Lulu's out? Is it Lulu's out? Lulu's yeah, yeah. Just all belts? It's oh, mostly man. belts yeah. <laughs> and um, cleavage. Yeah. But. The I just I found that he he added if you took him out nothing would change exactly Not, that's it stop talking you just that's my argument <laughs> you take him out nothing no, would change you take <laughs> I'm talking about Roche not Rufus I'm Shinra. talking about both of them <laughs> no way you take Shinra out what happens so Shinra's just left in a power vacuum yes so you could do that and right? so you introduce him at the start of the next game and it's way more effective than just introducing that last moment where we don't need or him you see Sephiroth him, is there or you see him take over and put Heidegger in his place and be like no this is my way I'm doing it this way it's, it's, I'm going it's to too take- late the game for that no I think that that alludes to a better power dynamic shift you could do it at the same time. It alludes, but it's just, it's not necessary. And you it means that just, what I'm saying is that the character is then less effective because it's kind of like, who the fuck's this guy and why do I care? Now Sephiroth is here and I'm walking away from Midgar. That's the difference. It's like, I just, yeah, I think in terms of if you're going to complain about Roche, you can easily complain about Rufus. Yeah. Rufus is not safe. There's not See, a better example. I disagree I because, you, again, it's hard because you know his place in story and I don't know exactly. that for point. I concede that. However, I can see a path and I think it's important to go, right, cool, we've left Midgar, but we've left Midgar in the hands of someone else who is the head of the Turks. We've fought the Turks. Mm -hmm. We know he's as good as them because we physically fought him and it comes late in the game. I think for me that is an essential like, oh, we have an enemy back here. We've got someone who's on our tail. We have Aerith and they want Aerith. So for me that's important because that alludes to a through line. Roche left in the middle of a fight being like, ha ha, ha ha ha, ha ha ha, twirling a mustache and being an idiot. And it does add, it adds nothing for me. I think he's shit. But, but at that point in the story, like it, it breaks it up a little bit as well and give you that sort of like almost comedic. Yeah. Like, like tropey anime fight. I enjoy what they were doing. I think it was saying a lot about what soldiers are. They talk yeah. heaps about like the idea that you, I think it's um, Aerith's adopted mother. What's her name? El- whatever Elmira. Is. Elmira says like you boys traded a, a real life for power, and like and talks about how these 
the soldiers deteriorate over time and like their mind goes, they lose their mind and stuff like that. And this guy kind of encapsulates that idea and we should worry about cloud in that context and those sorts of things. Like well, you can infer a lot from that. And I just, again, I just think they're, that's set up to be something else. And for that little snippet that I get in the, the new Jesse mission that I've not seen before to have a new character that gives another dimension and shows me something that I never saw in the original game, it's not valueless. Uh, I just, I feel that like- You just didn't like the character. I just think that, because they talk about it, it's not that the, uh, again, and I might be mistaken, but the Marco doesn't degrade, it, it physically degrades them. It kills them. Like their exposure to Marco will eventually kill them. That too. Right? I thought I thought there was mention of- it. No, no. Uh, Rufus I mean, Shinra mentions I mean, that con- they've got a short lifespan. Constantly it- Cloud is going that he's being exposed to Marco too much. He's having visions. Well, like that's, that's we already I mean, think like that Cloud yeah. is going crazy. I, no, or Cloud I, at least thinks I that. I think because they're bathed in Marco, they physically- Because he mentions physical deterioration due to Marco exposure. Like their bodies will eventually- break down see i just i in my mind i thought it was mentioned somewhere that like or that someone it was mentioned in conversation somewhere that it does play on them play with them brought up earlier well. cloud says i was exposed i was around the marco too much yeah like, he, this is, he keeps talking after about it. Yeah. that's yeah, yeah. But i thought there might, might have been other po- times as well but i that could have that, been I mean, that's at least that still, point yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean later in the game it happens in a very big way yeah we, and, we see what marco poisoning can do and i don't know i don't know if it causes mania or madness it might and we don't really this is a whole new seven retelling indeed and what i more meant is that it just i don't know it just for you me, just didn't like him. You just didn't. I don't, you're allowed you, to not like you, him. You're allowed to not like yeah. him. Yeah, I just, I don't like, I don't like his dumb bike. There you go. I don't there you like go. His that's dumb what you really wanted to say. That's, that's you what you meant the whole time. You don't have you to don't make him like sound his... smart. You just don't like him because he's dumb. Yeah. That's what you yeah. like. I don't like, like. And, and when I got to hard mode, and they're like, "Would you like to skip this fight?" I'm like, "You damn right." I do. Like, <laughs> there we go. I will happily, I will happily jump into my fight with him, abuse counter attack, and make him look like a fucking player. You got the Jesse trophy. No, I'm trying not. to go around and do it again. In hard I'm hard going to drop it too easy. Yeah, do it on do easy. It. It's mainly because I didn't quite understand the controls yeah, at first. Like, I was just trying to figure out what it was asking me to do. Was like, so it's basically if you I do- didn't even know I could accelerate and decelerate at first. Yeah. I was kind of just shifting back and forth. If you do it quick enough, she'll give you like a little kiss. It's because yeah, yeah. oh. you get sorry, you get <laughs> kissed. <laughs> a little kiss on the cheek. I gotta go, guys. <laughs> no, wait, I gotta don't leave. So you gotta remember this is go too. Actually, gotta remember this is a faithful remake, right down to the shitty stuff with the bike. Like the bike game in the original is shit. The thing is, in my memory, I love the bike. No, you don't. It's rubbish. I love, I love the second bike chase in this game. But that's why I introduced. To, to get you ready for that. Oh, so sure. imagine getting thrown at the very end oh, of the game yeah. into that no. bike chest and going, what the hell am I doing? You're 100% right. <laughs> it's 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 well implemented to have it there at some stage yeah. earlier because it is well, a it shock to the system. I was going to say, it. well, it's different because in the original game, it would have taken you three hours oh, to get yeah, of course. there. <laughs> different story. Uh, all right, well, let's, you know what? Let's, unless anyone wants to say anything about Rufus apart from him not being relevant. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I, let's, let's talk about the fact that Fucking he's super handsome. Coat. He has a flip shotgun and coins coat. and he's bad. And appears to see the wizard. It is true. It is cool and you hate Ben's favorite stuff, though. Like, yeah, he's flipping coins yeah, and yeah, like. Very true. He's cool. I'm sorry. He's, he's, he's a cool dude. <laughs> that's the thing. It's a I'm, different type of anime trope, but that's what you like in anime trope. I'm sorry. Biggs can get it. Rufus can get it. <laughs> Here's where I stand, right? I, I'm willing to accept that if you're a newcomer, maybe at the end of the game, Rufus is just like, you're like, what's, what, why is he here? But also that fight's so good. That the fight is amazing. I'll take it. The fight's, like, the fight's yeah. amazing because it really throws you for like, how am I meant to do this? Like, this is unlike any fight I've had so He's far. I don't parries, know dude. what to do. And, and you're already reeling a little bit from what's happened just before as well. 
it's oh totally like right? you're already like wait what okay yeah. what's happening and then getting thrown into this fight where you're like oh okay cool oh okay, what what am I doing here? Oh, what's yeah. going on? Why is he so amazing? <laughs> Why is he so <laughs> handsome? Incredibly, incredibly small things like when Heidegger walks up and goes, Vice President, and then Song walks up and goes, Mr. President. Yeah. Goes, yeah. There you go. That's the one I wanted. Heidegger, get out of here. <laughs> See, and that's the thing. Again, because he 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 is so important to the Turks, and you yes. now know that the Turks are going to be so much more powerful now, and Heidegger's going to have to take a back seat. Because, again, his connection was to President Shinra, and he's gone. And that, again, connects to that whole point I was saying earlier about he was trying to grip power and he's now, he bet on the wrong horse because mm. the other guy's dead. Also, I, I do Rufus like that. Shinra can it's, come and get it. It seems, <laughs> it seems like Rufus also was, sees the whispers. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, a, I hadn't okay. noticed that. So there's a part towards the end where he's sort of looking at the building. And, and he's watching them. He's watching. And oh, I think yeah. Song has a comment and Rufus is just like, Am I the only one seeing this? Like, yeah. he just oh, actually, I think it's almost yeah. like he's important to the story, unlike another character whose name again with you R. can completely <laughs> add that in the next episode. But sure, <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's so it's towards the very end. Yeah, it was something that I was just like, hang on, is so he sees them. That's interesting. I f- I completely forgot that people couldn't see them after a I, while. I know, like that was the thing. They were just so everywhere yeah, all yeah. the so time. In it's your face like, as well. That's yeah. why I really like yeah. the scene after the, they fight a bunch of them outside of the seventh heaven. Yes. And it's like, get, we're not doing a show, like, because obviously <laughs> they were just shooting and slashing at nothing. <laughs> right? So everyone's just like, what's wrong I want to see that. Those guys are just. I want to see that scene <laughs> from the perspective of someone else. <laughs> what, I need to see what, that. They actually, honestly, that would have had value to do that because they don't true, do that. Actually, they yeah, don't show yeah. them, we, like, yeah. looking at nothing. We need to see a fan version of taking the whispers out. So you just see Aerith fall off at the church and you're watching from a guard's perspective her hovering in the air <laughs> and getting put back and you're like, what happened? It just, He's just like looking around, rubbing his eyes. Like <laughs> it's just like the, for the community fans out there, it just reminds me of like when they had the episode where they try to convince them that it was all a dream. Oh my god! In a psych yeah, hospital, yeah. it's like that where they're just like running around in circles, going, "Oh, I've cast this." <laughs> like, what uh, the fuck is going on? All right, then. Well, I think it's something going to the the story at this late point of the podcast. <laughs> God, sure. there was so much more I wanted to talk about, <laughs> Kyron. Yeah, if, if there is, like I'm open to it. I wanted to. I just wanted to go through some criticisms before we get to the end. Okay, I'm happy to go for criticisms. I was going to say before we do. Red we Thirteen talk- sounds great. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So you can see how I would forget Red Thirteen because as cool as he is, and I totally get why he wasn't playable because yeah, no. yeah. bringing in this new character with a new play style at like the eleventh hour is just. And it would also be shit because you wouldn't get to use him really at all no except there you have like two or three fights with him but that's the thing you still get to feel like he's part of the team oh yeah on as well because he's still and fighting again, there alongside they do you. such a good job of setting the groundwork for his relationships with these characters especially yeah. mm-hmm. barrett yeah the red 13 that barrett stuff's great. is just yeah. and that almost feels like a, a play to the original game because i love when you get out of midgar for the first time they're like cool pick your party let's be honest how many people were like cool uh Tifa, uh, Aerith, we're coming with me. Mm-hmm. Off you go, Barrett. <laughs> and Bar- uh, I feel like Barrett even has a line just being like, should have seen that coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain I always just go Aerith and Red 13. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, I get a dog with a fire tail? That's fair. Absolutely. I love when he uses Pokemon, it to attack ben. Barrett. <laughs> um, I'm barely certain it is. I left the hometown with fire. Mo- I'm barely certain it's Pokemon. I'm not going to... No one tell him. <laughs> and again, Red 13 is... I'm so excited for the future of his story. But what we get in this, I think, is, yeah, very good. And I like that you see glimpses of his, like, his limit breaks when he's a, yeah. an a unplayable partner in a lot of the fights as well. Which is oh, cool. yeah, which right. Which is really cool. That is cool. 
Um, it also doesn't hurt that in the remake they decide maybe not to breed Aerith with Red 13. I did like I that change. No, I wish they kind of kept that because Hojo was already such a slime <laughs> ball anyway. I mean, Why not? I mean, it was like I was sitting there and when they said it, I'm like, I do miss the idea of them being like, yeah. In a photorealistic game, oh. probably not a cool idea to talk about mating this dog wolf thing to- Ladbrack dog. Ladbrack dog. About it. Just have even the president of Shinra raise an eyebrow like, really, <laughs> OJ? Really? Is that okay. it's evil, but come on, man. <laughs> you, you, like, just see, you just see Reeve stand up and just go, I don't know about you, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the line. We've crossed it. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 it's just, Good to know we found uh, it. Are you talking about that red dog that you've got in the basement? Yes, I am. That's disgusting. <laughs> it talks. <laughs> yeah, does it now? It's kind of Hojo like mopping himself in his brow. Just going back to his computer frustrated and deleting his history. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a wallpaper's like fan art, like like fucking horrible fan art. He's it. just he's deviating out pages. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. Thank you. He'd already made the full metal alchemist meme about like <laughs> <laughs> <Cool. laughs> on, on some levels, still too soon. <laughs> it's still that Pain is still too raw. Yeah, he's just sitting with Red Thirteen in your party. He's like, can you just say, brother? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where's Marlene gone? Um, one, one last character. Shout out to Kate Sith. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. for his ten very confusing seconds, yeah. that you don't know. Like, what's I'm going not on. sure what Reeve thought he was going to achieve by going <laughs> in as Kate Sith. <laughs> he's just like despair. I'm like, you could, you're. You're a little cat robot. What were you going to do? Or, or they was, dropped a plane. Oh, so you think his plan was to go in and to like have an to, influence. To do something. Oh, That's what I assume. Which, yeah, which is going to throw the main story out because he betrays your ass. And, and he, they've still got the story about that. That's all that's going to throw the main story. But <laughs> no, no. Like in a small sense, it's like, because he's so anti-Shinra at this point, yeah. right? Like as in this early. He isn't uh, like that in the original, if I'm not mistaken. I don't he think he's vocally anti-Shinra, no, but he's because he, like, as I, I know his kid gives the the, re, the repair cost and it's like, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. And I think that's where it's sort of like, huh. They're definitely playing, <laughs> like, well, that's they're definitely play, playing him as the nice one. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the level one. Yeah. But you said though, like it, the, the 10 confusing seconds for someone who may not be familiar <laughs> with it. Like I've sort of, I sort of picked up, I, cause I've again you played the, up, enough you of know it. Who he is. I was like, oh, cool. It's Kate Sith. Like I, I knew who that was, but imagine an outsider. Imagine an outsider just being going, <laughs> why the anime cat? No, no, no. no. Who, who put their Sonic OC in here? Like that's yeah. like, yeah. Oh boy. All it's I ask like, is that we be spared the Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> right. You know what? If they want to do it. Okay, all I ask is that he doesn't steal all of Red 13's lines. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, and it better not happen. We've already established that he's amazing. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, case of showing up at the end there, not really to achieve anything. I do like, I am going to be interested when we see some more party members, especially one in particular. There's some potential for how they'll play. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, but let's get into story. Let's get yeah, into the, let's to the, the, the big thing. So, I can't make my complaints. I think oh yeah, criticisms. Yeah, let's do it. it like I, oh, he pulls I out his really, phone. <laughs> How many notes do you have? I, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm I really interested to hear what he has to say them. about it. I want to talk. I want to talk about the lowlights and the one. There's only really one. It's I can bring one. up like two. Okay, the the big one for me in terms of what this game prevents it from being like a ten out of ten overall mm. is I think it is paced terribly. And if anyone disagrees, unfortunately, you are wrong. <laughs> it's like it's there's so many high moments and then things will happen that are just there to drag things out. 
And like, I don't, I enjoy the side missions and stuff. Cause the funny thing is when I know I can skip them, I don't feel bad about them taking up my time. Cause I'm like, I made this choice to do this. And therefore, if I ever get so frustrated, I'll move on. I can, right? And I'll come back to this later. When I have to go through the whole chapter where they're underneath the plates, the... taking out the suns before they get to the yep. second reactor, that's shit. Going through the coll- collapsed expressway with air effects way too long. And I had that bit. The sewers both times were too long. The train graveyard, completely unnecessary. Climbing up the Sector 7 rubble at the end, and then when, for some reason, right as the story is building into a crescendo, they have the dumb moment where Cloud falls off the side of the bridge into Hojo's ward, and Hojo's lab, we have to walk our way all the way up and split our members up, and then do the wards that take forever. The drum. Yeah. In the drum. In the drum. Yeah, go on. My two main complaints here, one of like the the collapse... As much as I love spending any more time with Aerith, sure. I got real sick of those robot hands. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, and I got, hated that. I promise yeah. you, going back to on hard mode, I was like, here we go again. I got up yeah, to hard mode that. and I was doing it and it oh. still gave me the dumb prompt to stack them. I'm like, oh, how did I forget? <laughs> I was here for so long. <laughs> and then, yeah, I absolutely agree. The drum is just a weird part. A really a weird time for the game to be like, whoa, 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 pump the yeah, brakes. We need to we've just got we another hour to go. We've just met Red Thirteen and then You've got Hojo there. Hojo's there, and then we know that Sephiroth is heading, especially if you've played the original game, we know Sephiroth is heading to the fucking president. And it's like, I just want to be there. We're so close, we're a level underneath that. Let's just get there. And you and see then Hojo sitting behind a glass yeah, just going, fucking drum. Maybe you should go through air door number one. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. Drive like Fucking it is. That is true. That insane. is it. But in general, that was the problem. I just felt there were sections that either could have been. I honestly would say you could take out twenty because it was. I had a forty-five hour runtime. You could take out fifteen hours of this game, and it would be a ten out of ten game Absolutely. for me. Absolutely, could not agree more. I'd miss those fifteen hours. I, I, I would not. <laughs> I kind miss of them. would as well. If I'm I, being honest, I would not miss them because I would, I would play want, again through hard. I mode. would want to go back through hard mode. I would want to go and explore. And again, to I'm your- dreading moments to going back to them at the moment. I'm dreading taking out the stupid sunlands. I'm dreading going through the expressway and the sewers again. I, I actively don't want to do those bits. See, up, up, like. Apart from the... Um, you can cherry pick the parts, by the way. If you don't want to do it all, you can pick the chapters on hard mode. That's not how this works. I want to get, uh, all, the, I want to get all the volumes or whatever it is. Oh, then to, yeah, yeah. And you've got to do exactly. all the fights. <laughs> apart, from the, um, apart from the robot hands thing, like, which I completely agree with, oh. I, like, th- those 15 hours that you'd say would be easy to cut mm-hmm. out, I, from someone who didn't have an attachment to this game and was probably not going to play it until someone literally like, sent me a copy, I... I loved every minute and we could have spent more time playing this game doing so. But like it's just it's not enhanced by its length. I agree. I, I, I feel that a ten hour story told well and a fifteen hour story told with breaks and interruptions where I go every six hours I'm like, oh by the way, I need you to run around the block three times before I continue. I just feel like it doesn't add anything. It doesn't That's fair. Especially yeah. when the areas like the environments of all these places are just shit. Like the there's nothing game story-wise when we're underneath, when they're doing the sun lamps. There's, the expressway is dreary and dark and not interesting to be in. Good music, though. The music is great, <laughs> yeah. but it's just the same music on loop the entire time. And it, even that started to become irritating. <laughs> the the sewers in particular were just like the sa- like so, copy-pasted. It's so terrible. I'll, I'll pay, but the first time through the sewers, I was like, oh, this is a bit rough, but it's done. And then you come back and they're like, <laughs> hey, do it again. You're like... Oh, you're pushing said, me here. See, <laughs> especially because you get towards the end and like, oh, that thing stole the key. 
but it, but oh, it chased me like, fuck can, I just, me. can I just leave the sewers, please? As soon as, yeah. as, soon as I saw that Corneo gate locked, I'm like, I'm coming back. Yes, yeah. exactly and my problem. Was, yeah. And I was just like, I know this is going to come back. And that to me is a story going, that is not, when I'm not wanting to explore, I'm like, this is rough. This is not a game and that you're in, invested so in that's that the thing though. I wanted to go. I was. I saw that gate and I was like, "Cool, I'm coming back here." Fuck yeah, this is great. Like, it's tough because it it sucks because I, as much as I hate the sewer the second time, I really like the Leslie stuff. True. I just wish the Leslie stuff had happened anywhere else. Yeah, but you can. Why don't that- we just keep him in the Corneo Mansion and leave it there? Like, as in, go. Oh, cool. Here's the key. I'm going to talk to you about this. Like, let's have a no, conversation. No, no, you can you can do it better than that. But he just yeah. doesn't have to. We didn't need the bit where the key was stolen. No, like, no, the key, yeah, okay, the key being fair. stolen sucked. That's like, fair. Chasing that stupid little thing. It just didn't. Need, it just kept. It just felt like it was being dragged out for dragging out's sake. It wasn't adding to it to do that. Yeah, it just kept That's piling fair. on unfun, boring environments with unfun gameplay. At that point, it was just like, we please move on. That's that's my major criticism. I honestly think the game would be a ten out of ten if it just knew how to trim the fat. Um, and a 30-hour game, 30 hours is like exactly how long I want my games to be most times. Um, yeah, it just would have been that much more effective, I think. And but- again, this is coming from me. Like, I, the game I played after this game was Resident Evil 3, which I finished in five hours. Mm. And I'm like, this is bad because it is rushed. So it's not about... And then it's- you took it back and traded it in for a 130-hour game. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got my Persona 5 Royal Platinum in 100 hours. Okay, I'm- <laughs> but five hours is perfect. Yeah. And again, and again, I felt the Royal and 100 hours of game was the right length. Yeah, there exactly. are parts in that story I don't different, like, different but it's games. not padded. Yeah. This felt like you're sitting there going, I need to get to the bloody plate. It's about to drop. And you're just yes. sitting there yes. dicking around. It's the, and okay. unless I say pacing, yeah, right? It's like that's the problem with the Hojo bit is happening. That Hojo delay is right when the story exactly. is amping mm. up and go out to crescendo and you're told delay for two. It just kept going. Cloud falls down. And then Red fell down as well. It's like, fuck, we're doing this. Like, why why the, are we make this so difficult? The only thing I liked about the drama is I was like, oh, hey, it's a PHS system. That's our little mobile phone system we're going to use in the future to swap party members. Oh, <laughs> I was like, the fact right. that it was like PHS, I'm like, that's the phone. I, that's what I took away from this entire chapter. <laughs> that's two hours to get yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, hey, it's that phone that so, I'm going to um, use. Imagine that, like, as in you're and reading like an, a book a that you really enjoy and you're getting to a point and someone goes, put it down, go to bed. How frustrating that is. That's what you're doing for two hours in that section before you get up to the top part. I really... And I love this game. Like, don't get me wrong. 100% I, agree. Yeah. Far out. And going back through on hard, I'm like, I'm just about to get to the sewers for the first time. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, it, it, it's annoying. And that's that's the same with the, what I was saying with the graveyards, the pacing. It's like, we just got through the sewers, which seemed like it was enough, right? To get us back to Sector 7 or whatever it was, basically. And then to go through the graveyard and have it be such an extended period when we know... When we know that they're going to drop the plate. It's For just me, like, again, we're delayed. If, with the train graveyard, if they just halved stuff it. in the building. E- I, even if it was yeah. just the first bit, yeah, it would yeah. have been a lot Har- better. Halve it. If, you, if the building... the train graveyard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're on the trains, that's fine. But yeah, once you go into the building and you've got to sort of double back go and through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. It's a bit annoying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, half the length. That was, that was, my, that was pretty much yeah, my criticism of the entire game. It was that. For me, I would also probably add on to that. Is again, it's not entirely against what we talked about it earlier in visuals, just some bad textures that, yeah, would, would, would like a fix. That's th- that seems fixable though. Yeah, it's like for sure. I doubt they're going to go away and go, I'm going <laughs> to eradicate these two chapters from yeah. the game. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they turn around and go, um, they make a final mix. Ugh, 
Final Mix, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and they just go, you get to that part and it goes, would you like to skip like they do with the bike chase? And you're like, yeah, I would, thank you very much, mm. I would. But yeah, th- I don't have any other criticisms. I've got a- the Music's amazing. No, the music's incredible. Music's incredible. I would say, and it's not a criticism, it's more of a hope for the next chapter. Sure. Um, I was talking about this with you earlier, Kyron. Um, when you hear Sephiroth, we can all agree- at least, except at the end. Oh, that's this- disagree just to annoy him. Okay. <laughs> that sounds exactly <laughs> like Broad. I, Sorry. I will- this was our plan. This is, we're not actually, like, this is just, like, we just wanted to get you two in a room together to fight over something you both love. So Yeah, that's fair. I get that. Um, we would agree that that's Genova talking to Cloud, or at least a, con- obviously, that's not a real consciousness. It's not actually Sephiroth, or it could be his thoughts or feelings, Yeah. Well, I don't know. Sephiroth's I, in the yeah. crater. That's yeah. that's the Sephiroth. That's the that's Sephiroth. the Sephiroth of Final Fantasy VII. Yes. yes. Because the thing is, at this point in the original game, Sephiroth wasn't involved. But like Sephiroth doesn't show up in that flashback at the start. Uh, the 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 but in in Final Fantasy the remake. I know we're talking a bit of story here, but and again, I think I we're getting to that stage. Yeah, yeah. So that in the remake, you first ha- you have that flash of Sephiroth when you're about to put the bomb on, but that's actually very similar to what yes, happens in the original th- game. Not that one. The one when you're in the top of the plate or whatever, just before you meet Aerith, right? Yeah. And like you the get the I'm- Nibelheim fire stuff happening. Yeah. And he that's tells him to run away. Completely new. Yeah. Right. That is don't happen in the original. Yep. The idea that. It doesn't seem like if it is the Sephiroth that's in the crater, mm. it's it's he had has knowledge or is influencing the story earlier than he did previously. See, <laughs> and to me, yeah. I think that makes it more likely that it's Genova trying to keep things going or trying to no, change, trying to, no, change, to try and change things actively trying to change. Yeah, it. So, trying to change so, things against the live stream. Right? Here's here's how we have, we meet our whispers the first time. Yes, because Sephiroth yes. holds Cloud up in the alley to try and, and avoid Aerith. And avoid it. Then we go out to be yeah to meet Aerith, and the whispers are like, no, you gotta you gotta stay here. Yeah. Puts Aerith in this like you have to be <laughs> have here to so be Cloud meets here. you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so I didn't mean to say uh, with the light like to keep it going. The, go away, yeah. run away, leave here. I'm threatening you. I want you to like as in because to me that is. Genova's manifestation using Sephiroth as the thing that he fears. Why not Sephiroth, though? Because to me... Because we fight Sephiroth at the end of this. Like, Sephiroth is there. We know he's physically there because we fight him at the end of the game and we have conversations with him. So, and this is... I feel that the performance of Sephiroth versus all through the game to the end is different. His delivery, his mannerisms, his presence is different to when he is at the end. And I feel, and again, I've not done any reading. This is purely my opinion that that delivery is very dry. It's sort of a little bit mechanical, and it's very like I'm pretending to be Sephiroth. I'm, I'm, I'm this thing that you're frightened of. I'm this this thing that you are uh, have this strong connection to. And then you see him at the end, and it's different. All I feel it's different altogether. And it's just the performance. I want to see that different Sephiroth more, that more emotive, that the hero that was the hero who then has is it. That's just me. I think he's just haunting him more at the start versus being physically there towards the end of the game. I don't don't think there's any real evidence to suggest that's Genova, mainly because it'd be weird to introduce this like Genova Sephiroth, and then 
have this other Sephiroth show up, which obviously they must be working in conjunction, so why not just have it be Sephiroth? But then who are the reunion ones too? The ones it, like the same as they've always been. So they're all they're are they Genova because they're Genova cell Whatever the version was in the original game, they're, they're the Genova same. then. Yeah, they're cool. Not they Sephiroth. are, they're the same. So I would say they're all Again, because one of them turns into Sephiroth to have a conversation with Cloud. So, again, I feel that's Genova's influence, not Sephiroth's. Why couldn't it be Sephiroth in, like, Geno- Sephiroth has Genova cells? Yes. So, why why isn't it just Sephiroth? I mean, because I, the, 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 thing the is, reunion I, ones don't have Sephiroth cells, they have Genova cells. No, okay. I guess the thing we have to get to, though, is yeah. what the ending, what the game is really suggesting yeah. That, you, yeah, that you and I understand. Yeah, here. so we're, we're hitting at a point where now it's like, have you heard of a little thing called Rebuild of Evangelion? Yes. This and is exactly what this is. Yes. yes. But done in a different way, in a acknowledgement of we were trying to, and again, I like, and we've talked about this a bit, the Whispers are trying to maintain the course of the original story. Yes. And we can keep see that. things canon. Yeah, keep it as canon as possible. They are the people sitting on Twitter going, exactly. but don't change this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that... T- and you see that throughout the game, even in little things like putting Je- like putting Jesse out of action so Cloud has to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Doing like not letting Hojo reveal that Cloud mm-hmm. isn't who that he was, says he is. That was the only part where I was like, that was a bit goofy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling oh, back. No, 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 no. They were all goofy. Yeah. The, yeah, thing, the, 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 the Hojo one was just especially grating. The, <laughs> to me, at least. I think in general, the, the whispers as a concept it works extremely well for me, but and I does... like them so much more at the end of the game. When I oh, understand yeah. what they were doing with this yep. the whole time, yeah. and it's fun going back through and being like, "Oh, that's why they're there. And exactly. That's why they're here." But having brown dementors show up, yeah. d- the, the yeah. design of them is is awful. It's so bad, and I don't know what you could do instead. I mean, there probably is lots, but man, it's just... I, it's not this. No, it's, it's not, not this. this. This wasn't the answer. No. Um, and it, like, I don't even know if it needs to be physical. Like I don't think it needs it. Like it needs something, but man, it's just it takes you out of it. Like it's uh, it just I don't know if it takes me out of it. I was just always like, ugh, this is just a basic nothing design. It, it, does, it does it does nothing compared to the art style of all the other yeah, enemies yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the other things that you see. I will say this though, I love the fact, especially on the trains, everyone's in suits and dresses, and you're sitting oh, there, you are looking clearly... like you walk through a clothesline and steal. Like, this, this comes up on every podcast. Like, I wonder who blew up the reactor. Yeah, exactly, like the guy with the gun arm yeah, and the other guy, the guy with the massive sword. The sword. Yeah, like, no, and no one looks. There's a guard that lets you on the train. It's like I can't go on the train with a sandwich. You know like, what they needed? They needed like a group of cosplayers or something I was like about that. To say the same market who just looked a bit like that. People would go, yeah. "Oh, it's just those guys from Walmart." You just, just you like, look like Final Fantasy. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But like even in Walmart, they have guns. Like it's like, oh yeah, I've got this sword coming. Yeah, but you. no, if you were a cosplayer in Walmart, yeah. you like were a fan of the people in like uh, in the Colosseum or something. They could have swords and yeah. guns. Or fake swords and guns, like yeah. cosplay versions, and then you're just like, oh, they're just colosseum fans. But man, it's st- and again, uh, just stare. It's one of those little things so- where you're like, oh, this is a video game. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah you let it go. You have to man, wave it off. But like, just like, just let someone else look like a dickhead. Absolutely I no. Um, again, except Rufus Shinra goes, I look amazing. Everyone goes, <laughs> that's right. Get on the train. Um, it just the whispers design just doesn't match any of the rest of the game. Like it just they they are. And it's I just get, clunky. Yeah, it, yeah. I yeah. like the idea. I love the idea. I, I, I would agree. Like the, the idea is cool, and I, it's it, yeah. The execution maybe not great, not ideal. They could have yeah. looked. Maybe they could have just looked a bit more like the Whispers versions we fight towards the end, which were way cooler. Mm. Like 
the three things but, we fought, like, they looked a little bit more in that line. Yeah. That would, like, still phantomy, but, I like, okay with that if, sort if of design. I those three particular ones had even been a bit more present. Yeah. Just yes. to give you someone to fight. See, yes. the, the yeah. thing is, depending on how they want to go, and we were t- again, we are talking about this earlier, I would have loved to have seen them in potentially the form of, like, weapons. Something like yeah, that. Something so, like, that evokes something we already understand. Yeah, so we understand that this is... A live streamy sure. sort of, and like even make them green or like make them yeah that that. I I wonder if they avoided green because they thought that was going to give away the game too early. But, but it, I it, agree. But, but we it, know that there's some kind of presence, and we know the live. Stream- I thought they had something to do with Genova and well, Sephiroth. Here's first. where it gets really confusing, right? And again, this could be completely incidental and mean nothing because after I finished it, I went back and watched Advent Children, and one thing I've noticed is in the fight at the end with Sephiroth. Like when he calls up the yeah. black swan, I'm like, you look a lot like him. Is this intentional or just accidental laziness? I I worry watch that. I don't think that was intentional. Yeah, I that's think why that's I think it's accidental. just accidental. Like even when they engulf the Shinra building, I'm like, it looks exactly like it. I mean, it's probably, it's nothing. but mm. And that's probably not a good thing for Whispers though. If they're just that interchangeable with this thing that was in him, just that Sephiroth did. Yeah. And Advent Children. Like, you look just like that, but you're probably not. I don't know. To put it back on track, though, in terms of what you yes. and I <laughs> and I think Joel understands as to be what is going on in this game and why I think we think it's Sephiroth for reals that, yeah. that outside of the game, not Genova, yeah. Yeah. is essentially this appears to be a sequel to Advent Children. Mm-hmm. That at the end of Advent Children, if I am correct, he says, he promises Cloud despair. He said, shall I give you despair? Right. And Shall that, and that he won't, he will never be just a memory. Yeah. yeah. Right. And even like other lines that you hear him say in the last fight, like he's like, when he says, I want to see you beg for forgiveness, he says that, he says, he says something along the lines of you begging for forgiveness in that fight at the end. And then specifically in the point that you're talking about where, where the Nibelheim fire vision is being happened, stuff like that, the music that's being played is an Advent Children's song. Yeah, it's Promised Land. So the idea that what they're implying here quite heavily is that Sephiroth, post-Advent Children has somehow either travelled back in time or sent knowledge of the future back to himself, whether it's him in the crater, um, back in the original timeline, whatever it is. But there is knowledge there and he is trying to influence the way that events played out and that Sephiroth is the one that's doing it. Sephiroth from the future. That's why he has the one black wing, which he has in Advent Children, but doesn't have in the original. Only Advent Children. See, I would say that you got to remember how that fight begins with Kadaj absorbing a yes. part of Genova. And I would say that Genova... But he is part... But he That's he, because he's yeah, part Sephiroth. But, and that's the thing. He still... I th- I feel that Genova is the the puppet master. And she always was of True. Sephiroth. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I, that's the thing. I, don't, I think, I think you're, you're... When you separate them as to being Genova yeah, is doing it, yeah. it's like ultimately it's Sephiroth and Genova are sort of Very the same team. entity, yeah. really. Yeah. Like, but the reason I say it to her is that she is the calamity that fell. She is the enemy of the ancients. And I feel that she is the one that wants to take the life stream and counter it. Sephiroth acts on her behalf in mm-hmm. that sense. Because to that point, I think that she's not the only, he's not the only one that understands this. So does Aerith. I think yeah, that they, does. they both know that they have, she needs to keep things on course mm-hmm. and she needs it to play out the same way it's played out once before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the reason Except is- Except she changes her mind at the end of the game. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> I think that the reason is that she's at that time almost, and again, you look at Aerith and Sephiroth, Aerith is a puppet 
almost of the, the live stream, stream. Yep. and he's a puppet of Genova. Sure. So then you look at it and they go- Sure, but I still think that's Sephiroth. That's do- like, it's not Genova pretending to be Sephiroth. I think that is- Sephiroth doing Genova's bidding, but that is Sephiroth there. Yeah, yeah. So you, I, that I is, get what that you're is saying. Sef- yeah. Sephiroth is present, or yes. the consciousness of Sephiroth is involved in, and this. they just happen That's- to align to that same belief. Well, no, it's it still might be for Genova, but it's not Genova pretending to be Sephiroth. It's Sephiroth in that moment doing Genova's bidding, but it's Sephiroth from the Advent Children, or Sephiroth now with Advent Children knowledge doing what he's hmm. doing. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's, I get what you're it's, saying. It's a, it's a semantic difference, but yeah. it's, but it's. It'll be interesting it's, to see where that lands. Yeah, yeah. Because we've also got another player in the mix that hasn't a- appeared yet, and that's Genesis, and he's been name dropped. <laughs> yes. So, well, he, was, he, he's, he was letter dropped. He was letter dropped, <laughs> and that, but we that didn't hear is, Genesis. We heard G and we know who that is. Yes, that's not anything sadly else. we know that we it's gacked. Yeah, we know that's gacked, and we know that's important. But and that could be that might be part of his plan. We can finally pay off the end of uh, Dirge Cerberus, <laughs> and that's the thing. He, he's they no, st- thank you. Yeah. But this is actually something I did want to talk about, and that made me really excited about this game in general. Is finding out this is potentially a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. I have actually said for a long time, long, long time, you wanted that that yeah. I didn't necessarily as much as a remake would be great. I've always wanted a sequel. I thought, mm-hmm. why not make a Final Fantasy VII two? Yeah, it's the thing. They're, they're not like. Above the square's not above that because it's happened multiple times. Before. Absolutely, exactly. And it's like, and then this is maybe what I'm getting, which I think I'm more excited about that than I am yeah. about yeah. it being so a remake. I see, I see yeah. a lot of people being disappointed about it potentially going a different direction. No, but it makes me just really excited because I, otherwise, I'm like, so much more. Inv- I sit the, here, I'm like, okay, well, this is going to happen in part two. Then yeah, this is going to all it would have been is going. Oh, it'll be interesting to see how they do that yeah. bit. Like, it'll be interesting to see how they realize that moment. It's, it will look and sound a bit different, but. I know what the beat's going to be. I think it's cool to have... Fucking idea anymore. Well, I think it's... Yeah, it's cool to have that because then you've got someone like me who wasn't attached to the original stuff as well and then we're all on the same page again mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So, like, going this, into the second the second part, everyone, we're like, cool, anything could happen now. You're just now. invested in whatever comes next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. forget what you know. Part, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to pull cold water over this. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to do the same thing because oh, no. I'm fairly certain you got to remember that a particular other series that decided to stray from the source material decided to go for this seven isn't... seasons, eight seasons, and ruin itself because it wasn't ready. I was, I was going to go. I was going to head towards Kingdom Hearts as well. No, you can no, do no, that too. no. I when I say Evangelion rebuild, this is my worry. <laughs> 3.0. I loved episode one point uh, I loved one point two. Oh, sorry, 2.0 and 3.0 made me go, oh no, this no. is a mistake. <laughs> what are, are we doing? There are some things that we are not meant to see. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I think this is walking, this, this is starting to get very much into Kingdom Hearts territory as well. Like that fine line of bullshittery that like Square Enix are known for sometimes. Potentially, potentially. Yeah. I'm a little more based on how good the storytelling was in this first part though. I have a lot more faith that the future parts will be will be good too and that they that they're going to make changes for story and character reasons that will pay off not like kingdom hearts which does it to fuck with you and you have to take a freaking three university course to understand it that won't be the case here i don't think yeah well this is pulled from the final fantasy 7 ultimania mm-hmm. the remake ultimania which came out a while ago is this mm-hmm. the interview this is the interview for you uh, see, I, I know Katarsi. nothing about this now this could be them just playing people because they like if you were in their position you would want people to think this is the case but they were asked about the future of the series and they said, this is a quote from Kitase, we're not drastically changing the story and making it into something completely different from the original. Even though it's a remake, please assume the story of FF7 will continue as FF7 always has. Now that could just be them just now, trying to... Of course they want you to assume that yeah, because exactly. they want you to be surprised. I'm sorry, I just played the game and it's different. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, 
Katase lied. Yeah, like, no, 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 it's fine. It, it's going to play. Like, Final Fantasy. Cloud lied, Aerith died. I'm sorry. Now maybe Cloud didn't lie and Aerith survived. Who knows? Fun, yeah, that's the no, thing. Aerith like, still dies. He says, like, they, they say, we like, don't know. Final Fantasy, like, FF7 will play They're out. setting you up. See, I, I look at it and I li- hear that from Katase and stuff. I think the game is in a different direction. I think we're off the rails. We're in uncharted territory but we do have a map yeah exactly so agree with that we've got we've got we've got people like dine the golden saucer we've had name drops yeah. we've had things that we know are coming and we know we've got characters coming we've got nibbleheim coming up but we importantly have zach in so because zach don't go straight to the uh, to the alternate timeline are we he he's alive that's the thing though so it's that they're saying that like you know final fantasy 7 will play out as the story does but that's not to say that there's another parallel storyline going on alongside it. Well, it has to because well, I mean, Zach yeah, has to die and Cloud has to get that Buster Sword because he has that. We'll he, get that. We'll get that flashback. Yeah, he is yeah. Zach in this point. He's he's taken on the monkey. He's become him. He thinks he's him, but in that flashback, he's not dead. Mm-hmm. And like, just to make sure there's no doubt, they 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 fly the uh, little stamp chip packet. That, yeah, exactly. They yeah. like the, the really focus least in subtle. Yeah, hey guys, don't worry. This is a different universe. Yeah. How do I? I don't know how I feel about that. The question is like, it's whether it's an alternate timeline or whether it's like the timeline has been changed, right? So that it's true. Like we don't know if events prior were somehow decided what sort of breed of dog stamp was, but like I, I a lot of people are trying to throw this idea that there's alternate timelines that could converge and blah blah blah. We don't have any of that evidence yet. No. What we know is the past is different, either. To these characters, or in an alternate version, whatever, something is different. About the Zach, Zach is alive in because, some form because his name has not been mentioned. When no. she went to say Zach's name, it's silent. They recorded it though. I know, but it's silent. <laughs> is that right? They recorded. Yeah, Brandon Brandon White said on one of her streams they recorded her saying mm-hmm. Zach Fair, but they sure. cut it out. Yeah, they cut it out. I mean, it's obviously yeah. shielded for a reason. Yeah. So there's, we don't know. The thing, as exciting as this whole thing is, the idea that. Sephiroth is now not just playing the things out the way they did. He's trying to change fate and have this play out differently and is actively influencing things in that direction. The idea that Aerith has knowledge of the way things went down originally and is also originally trying to protect that but then changes her mind at the end, I think. Does everyone agree that she did that? She's like, we are going to go through this door and change fate and maybe that's going to be better. Like, I think she feels like... It it could go either way because she could be trying to keep, like, be like... Like, oh, let's do this. Then, let's- she, then they wouldn't have killed the Whispers. Like, she wouldn't have been a part of that if that was the case. She's actively going, okay, maybe we can make this work better too. Yeah, I mean, because they do sort of reach an agreement that the, the flashes they're seeing are from, like, that's the bad timeline. That's the bad we timeline. We don't want that end. So maybe that is that Arif has changed her, her stance because of that. That's her, I think that's her whole thing. Before they walk through the gate, she sort of says that. It's like, yeah. I thought this had to happen this way, but maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe there's another way this can go I down. I think she'll die. I still think that's very, very likely, yeah. but the but the idea that it gives me hope that maybe I can that's change the future. That's why it's so future, clever, though, right? And that's what's mm. clever. What I, I think we have to be careful of is trying to decide ahead of time how this is now going to play out, right? How different things are going to be. Oh, yeah. Because part of me wants to believe that this is going to be drastically different because I want that sequel. But if I think if I get my hopes up too much, I might be disappointed. And vice versa, if I think it's just going to play out the way it went originally, I also might just be disappointed. I think we should just be excited for the idea that we don't know what's coming next. And yeah. that is the beauty of this ending. It leaves me going, anything could happen right now. Maybe a lot's different, maybe nothing different, but the potential is there. Yes. And that's it's, the bit we need to invest our emotion in. It's just not a- in the idea that exactly what our theories are are going to be turned out the way oh, they yeah. are, because so often that's not the case. I mean, but I'm going to say it right now. 
in rebuild, they're in the elevator, goes to slap Ray and she blocks it. How good is it? When that moment's a moment. Cloud yeah. drops, Sephiroth drops down and she just steps out of the way. Yeah. Like, that's a. Ama- I mean, I know it's not going to happen, but f- fuck me. I love it could. about it. It could. It could. I mean, look, forget, forget what you know. Anything could happen now. That's like, the beautiful bit. Yeah, yeah, anything could happen. They're just not going to release the next bit. <laughs> oh, God. Because, yeah, I, Jesus. I just, I think, I don't think she'll die in the same place. You think it'll happen differently? I think it'll happen differently. Yeah, I, I think I think I, I think, think it'll a, probably still happen, but it'll happen differently. Because that's the thing. That's another thing that I think this ending does such such a good job of giving us. Like now we have that excitement when we played seven, where we're like, I don't quite know what's going to happen. Yes, but you are going into it maybe with the faint hope, going maybe that's the maybe point. she'll live this time because like you've had the flashes. So Cloud has he's Cloud's seen it happen. Something's up. They're probably just going to break our heart in a whole new way. They will. <laughs> they for sure will. But because like I don't think you can replicate that moment. Just if you as just it redid it, exactly. Because everyone's just going to be waiting for that point. Or it could be, or lean into it. Have them both know. It's like, I have to go. That can work too. I have to go up there. I have to, he okay. has to do it. Alternate version. They, they have had this fight the entire time. Cloud and Aerith are talking about this idea that she needs to die in this moment because that's how it goes down. She goes there, Sephiroth drops down, goes to stab her, doesn't do it. Doesn't do it. Yeah, that's what big... happens if Sephiroth chooses to change that moment? Yeah. What so... happens if he makes that decision not to do it? Because yeah. he drops down behind Tifa and kills her instead. I think so. <laughs> Sephiroth he drops down, takes the materia, and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the flashes of Cloud's yeah. getting, Sephiroth ideally would probably not want Aerith to die. No, because that's... that's ultimately sort of what foils him in the yeah. end. Or I guess, and like given this is a continuity, possibly of, of other Sephiroths, maybe not. But either way, like it doesn't go well for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this, but yeah. but the, at the end of the day, the planet wins. So that's uh, we were talking about this earlier. Oh, this yeah, is why yeah. he wants yeah, to change. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. The live stream wins in the end. Yes. If, if things go this way, no matter what what's, happens, we get a flash forward. What's the holy materia meant to do? What's it, the holy materia? It stops meteor from happening. It protects the planet. It's the planet's greatest protection, isn't it? Like, well, because it they, was made by the ancients to stop Genova in the first place. Man, it's been so long for that part. Now. That's why I'm just wondering if you could use that in the opposite way. Like, what if you get the shield and then you can use it to. On back on itself or something like that. So not just have media show up, but have the the planet destroy itself or something like that. Like there's a way that Sephiroth could go. Well, instead of getting the meteor material, I may well get this one, the black material, get the white material <laughs> well, instead, and do this a different way. That's the whole thing of like you know, it, it was Sephiroth's yeah. plan to bring him. Oh, sorry. So I, I read from the Final Fantasy wiki, but yeah, Holly is a powerful magical spell in Final Fantasy VII, the strongest white magic spell. It can only be summoned by the white material and will cleanse the planet of all threats. So imagine if Sephiroth had that though. Yeah. Like, what if he's got that material? And, what does that mean then? <laughs> and dictates what a threat is, right? It's yeah. a different ball game completely at that point. Like, because yeah, mm. forgive my like ignorance about how things play out in the original towards the end, but like, that that's the whole reason why you know Sephiroth baited the crew into in in remake fighting. Literally fighting destiny, absolutely, oh, and yeah. destroying he destiny. So he's like, he, "Cool, that's all out. Anything yeah. goes now. Yeah. I can go back to get back to what yes. I want to do." The manipulation. He kills Barrett, yeah. and he just goes, "So that's interesting." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can't, me- I can't mess up this too yeah, much. All of it's like just him testing. Yeah. Like he's like, "What if I yeah. do this what and I- try and divert it?" Nope. Okay, the whispers right. kick in. What if I fucking kill this guy who I didn't kill last time? Which shocked the fuck out of me when that happened. That was like, yeah. Barrett just died, yeah. and he's ba- like, and there was like, there was the shock, then there was the confusion. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And, in this and game? I was just like, of course it was Barrett. Like, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on, mate. <laughs> but just even when he was brought back to life by the whisper, I was like, what the fuck is happening in this game? 
The confusion became elation later on. But yeah. it was like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, you understand what he was doing there. He was testing the boundaries. He was just, he was I, just I, like, yeah. what if I do this? I, I, read, I read again, same wiki. Bugenhagen reveals Holy's existence so and, and states that Holy is the ultimate defense against threats to the planet and when summoned, will erase anything that presents a danger. However, this may include humans as well. Right. So if he decides, maybe he gets his hands on it and decides... I'm going to, as he's always wanted to do, use the planet to find his future at just, yeah. at, I'm going to take the holy materia. I'm, as it says again here, um, if the prayer is answered, the white material will glow green. So he decides, I'm going to take it. I'm going to control how destiny works. Yeah. And yeah, instead of stabbing her, he just not takes her down, takes the material, and goes, "Cool, this is how I'm going to do it now." Yeah, that to me would be that would be interesting change up. There's a lot of there's a lot of possibilities. Oh there. yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Here's my question: As massive Aerith fans, she's your best girl, incorrectly, but she's your best girl. Correctly, the I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> if um, if she was to live, or if there was an option to save her. Because obviously part of the connection to the story is the idea that Aerith dies and there's the tragedy in that. And it's so important for Cloud. Do you look forward to the opportunity? Is that, that something that you're excited the, for? The idea that you could question. save Aerith? It's so sad, but they'd have to really convince me. If I've been wanting this for live. 23 years, you know what I mean? Like I've yeah. always wanted the option. Look right into all the rumors you could go and get the yeah. holy material and bring back to life or whatever it was. Her you death know? is just so important see, to that totally. story. See, I'm, I'm actually against that. I believe that a strong character does not need to be a plot device. Mm-hmm. And I feel that she could survive. And again, I, I, I appreciate where you're coming from in that, Kyron. I feel that if they turn that around and she has this moment where, oh, wait, this is when I was supposed to die. And now I'm sort of off off the rails of mm-hmm. destiny mm-hmm. as I've now become. What do I do now? What do I do? Because my connection to the planet is sort of gone. I would love to see an Aerith who's sort of... Off the fate of destiny, not totally. pre- predetermined to die, not become Cloud's sort of motivation almost to to go. She's not fridged <laughs> in a sense. Like, like, just, isn't say, killed just for the sake of the motivation of the main. I'm not completely sure. opposed to her living. Hmm. I just think they need to. I, it's just I need to convince you. you that need to convince me because it is the story yeah, still it's so important to the story that yeah. she that she does die. Not even just to Cloud, just to the entire party. But like, does Cloud? If Cloud doesn't need Aerith's death to, death to make him interesting, which in a lot of ways you could argue he doesn't. Oh, the he original. absolutely doesn't. So like, they can make Cloud a better character by not having this be the like correcting that mistake that he doesn't need. Hey, if I if I get to have Aerith the entire time and bench Tifa, so like an Vince in my party, I'll do it. Which I'll is, take it. Which is the right thing to it do because right to do. because you know she is an amazing. Third, just fourth, at, fifth. Just people. look at them sabotage their own gameplay experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I feel that she could absolutely um, survive. And oh, she could live. Could continue. Um, I, if, I just also think it's where they, they have set up the possibility that should she still die, there is the other possible timeline where she will live with Zach. Yeah, mm, and, which is great. She's happy somewhere with Zach. Is that who, the suggestion? Um, I'm sorry to say, Cloud. Much better. <laughs> is that does that make you look back at like Final Fantasy Advent Children, or Seven Advent Children, where which you have the visions of Aerith and Zach together talking to Cloud, and they're talking to him from an alternate timeline now? <laughs> oh, like yeah, is that maybe. what we're seeing instead of the live stream? Like oh, it's like good... <laughs> maybe I don't know. Uh, anyway, Advent Children is so weird, and like it, it, I didn't when I was 
beginning to play remake, I didn't even think I'd be going back to watch it. Afterwards. No, I thought did not even think it was anything I'd ever care about. It's rough. Now, this, you <laughs> yeah. might not know this either. You want to talk about ben. like localization and oh. and dialogue? You're like they should redo oh. it with the current cast, retranslate make it, it, make it. That'd be so well, good. Well, that's the thing. Like, what's the potential of all these like extended universe? I don't know what they're called. Like the, the compilation, the compilation, compilation of Final Fantasy mm. Seven. Right. <laughs> so, what, what's to say that they're not going to incorporate those sort of things? Into the oh, actual, but game. you don't want to play Dirge Cerberus. Like, it's fucking wrong. But, but I mean, but what if they incorporate the ideas behind Dirge Cerberus? In I was looking, I was looking for deep ground. I was keeping my eye out for anything deep ground so, related. But they mentioned G. That's it. They mentioned G. It's so, canon. That's what I'm saying though. But like they could put them into like incorporate all those bits of of lore and stuff and sort oh, of cherry pick like, the stuff I, that they want to put into this. I'm pretty sure that you'll see you'll see plenty of Zach. You'll, yep. meet, you'll meet you'll, Angeal. Angeal will be there. You'll get like flashbacks. You'll hear him say Gongaga. <laughs> I just like them to <laughs> Me, release Gongaga. Crisis Core on a console. It's unfair, but it's trapped on the PSP. Yeah, yep. it is. A they crime. need to re-release it's, it's, it. Give well, it, a, a, give it an up-res like they did with Birth by Sleep, mm-hmm. and put it on PlayStation. Yeah, because honestly, well, even, the I loved Crisis. It's a Core. good game. It's a good game. Well, that's the thing. It, the, what what's to say them like putting this as like a releasing it as. DLC for Final Fantasy oh, VII Remake, and it's like a spin-off game for like forty bucks or something like Australia. Just, like, just release it and say this is it's going to be another year or two until Final Fantasy Remake Two comes out. We want to call it, and then just release that with yeah. an oh, upres. Sure. That'd be yeah, awesome. Just do it now. Just do it in a, in a co-pack with um with Dojo Cerberus. Only, Again, Dojo Cerberus shit out. The only problem with that is for people who are new to the game. They don't know the cloud stuff that so, you learn in. So that's what's Crisis really. Core. I keep thinking about people who are new to this to seven and hadn't played the original, and they must get to that last part and be like, "Who's this? Who's black haired cloud? <laughs> <laughs> He's got the see, Buster Sword. See, he I, sounds different. I would have been that person had it not been that I had like the brains trust of friends that I know, <laughs> I you guys to be like like over the years of just me being like you know, like. Like essentially a contact high of information about <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. I like the contact so, high analogy. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, like that's essentially what it is. It's like just from being surrounded by it, I like absorb bits and pieces of it. So I'm, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, cool, it's Zach." I messaged you, Kyron. I was like, "Holy shit, Zach's here!" And I like, was mm-hmm. freaking out at that point. I'm like, yeah. "What is what is happening? I, what he should be dead." <laughs> I've always had a soft spot for Zach, so I, like Zach. I was super super keen. Yeah. Something I didn't realize until. Way afterwards, when I saw a video of this, is the bit where they flash back to Zach and he's fighting the soldiers. Right, is identical to the scene in Crisis Core. Yes, except like they recreated that yeah. scene, which I love as well because it makes like it says to you that like don't just because we're changing things doesn't mean that like like Crisis Core is a legitimate part of this yeah, story. It is, the com- it com- it is like the compilation, the compilation is and including Advent Children needs to be considered. These are all canon parts of the story well that's the thing because they talk about it like there are signs in i think doja cerberus that mention stuff that happened in advent children like damage that was occurred because that's after advent children yeah 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 so they there are like wall signs they talk about what is it it's like a particular thing that happens it's on the highway that mentions something that happened in advent children can't remember i'd need to look back it's been a long time but there's lots of weird stuff but the fight in in crisis core is heartbreaking because in the original, you see Zach get taken out by four guards. Mm. In Crisis Core, you got to fight through waves and waves and waves, and it never ends. Just mm. to die. Until you die. Didn't they do that in Halo Reach? Halo yeah, Reach. Yeah, yeah. Reach so the same it's, thing. It's so, and from a story perspective, you know what's coming. Yep. But there's, there's little things like even in Advent Children, in this, in this, when Rufus is 
monologuing to Kadaj. He mentions, again, it could be nothing. I doubt it's this much planning. But offhand, he mentions this, like that history is doomed to repeat. Oh, really? I'm like, you're not that clear. There has been a suggestion from the creators that they did intend to make this yeah, for mean, a long time. Yeah. And it, so this, this was always intended to be part of the hit compilation. Hit the point where we're like, we're getting pretty old. we got to do it. Yeah. The... With Ben, I don't know if you know this. You know the three things you fight, the three whisper things you fight at the end of the game. Uh, yes, I do. Did you did you recognize them at all? I did not. <laughs> so it's not apparent at the time, but they are essentially manifestations of Sephiroth's like children, Afrinova children. Oh, really? They Kadaj. fight with a sword, they fight with a gun, and they fight with a glove. They're the they are doing the same. They're like based on those. On so those much three. so that they even summon Bahamut. Yes, they summon Bahamut yeah, just like they, they do yeah, in Advent I, Children. Because um, I've always, and I think we've talked about this, and again, I didn't know that. Because and then you had the Advent Children fight with Sephiroth afterwards, basically. But so, the, and then have the so ending good. part from Seven in that the oh, beginning that's of creation. That's the best part. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So the thing, and I've talked about this, and again, I'm not. I haven't watched Advent Children for God, close to a decade. Um, they all of them fight left-handed. So does Sephiroth. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that um, I don't remember the other two. Uh, the big one, Yazu and Loz. Yeah, Yazu, so Loz, Loz is the punchy guy. Yeah, Loz is Sephiroth's strength. Yeah, Yazu is his appearance, and Kadaj is his personality. Mm-hmm. So they're three remnants of a piece of him. So to be cool, that that interesting point of having these pieces of Sephiroth, these fragmentary parts of him similar to the um reunion people and again i was talking or even like genova who's in separate parts as well well that was um i i found it interesting and i was thinking about it because i didn't pay much attention that marco number 49 is the one that kills rufus shinra in the end but i was saying president shinra president shinra um a former president is um (laughs) i was looking i I was thinking about (laughs) it it's 49 which is seven and seven Seven sevens oh. is forty nine, so it's he's, like he's almost pu- It sort of blew my mind. I was sitting bit. there thinking it because I thought seven oh. squared. But I was thinking, seven square annexed. Sorry. <laughs> well, the reason the reason That's I, the sequel. The reason <laughs> I was thinking well, seven squared. <laughs> the, the only reason I was thinking of it was because I was like, oh, maybe how many are there? And I didn't remember in the original. I'm like, oh, maybe it's like like he's one away from fifty, like that. And I'm like, no, no. And then I went, oh my god, seven sevens is forty nine. The original seven and remake. Is this one like, and I just I don't know if it's like an Easter egg or something. I loved that. This game I was full it. of Easter eggs, but it's, yeah, it, when just, you told me that, I was just like, that's really clever. Either way, I like. If it. it's not, it's great, and that's canon now. I, I don't know how it works, but I also saw someone theorizing that, like, yes, it's a that those three um, figures are like sword, fist, and gun. It's like maybe like Barrett Tifa and Claire. Manifestation. Yeah. I have seen there was that them. suggestion as well, but like it, future it versions seems, of them, or seems, alternate versions of them. It seems weird that that would be protecting the future that. They That's know true. The, the bad timeline. But I, guess I mean, like, it's just it's interesting. But is it again? Is it? The more I think about, it, the more unplausible. The, the thing has it. two guns, like like, like Yazu. Yazu does right. not the one like and, the gun and arm, like, like one punchy one, like yeah, like yeah. Loz only has. But the, the other argument would be yeah. those whispers are are they. Controlled by Sephiroth, like is he created? Well, that's what's interesting. It's hard to know at the end of the game at what like he is sort of Sephiroth draws them into the sword at the end. Yeah, mm. it's he was definitely manipulating them. He couldn't obviously eliminate them, but he got our heroes to do that ultimately at the end. It's yeah. So it seems like like very once they get a, sure. like eliminated is that's after that is when they go into the sword, and I wonder if that's significant for any particular reason. So it's mm. similar to they talk about this as well because then he's is, able to sort of bring forth meteor straight away. But but, but that's the thing. that's when it's off the rails. What what happens? Why does 
Sephiroth want to use Meteor in the first place. His motivation is to destroy the planet in such a way that the life stream will need to pour out to repair it. Mm-hmm. And then he can take it. So it could very well be that he wants them to damage and hurt the whispers so he can take them away. Sure, so then he draws sure, power off sure, them because sure. that's his whole idea. Oh, I'm yeah. not using Ooh. Meteor to destroy the planet. Ben. I'm using it to hurt. Ben, I like yeah. that. I like that, that, that that's, that's a That's a big exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> that one is free. It's a freebie. Um, we're talking about Easter eggs as well. I didn't. I, I think Karen, you pointed out to me like the the three items that you get from the. Corneo. Oh yeah, the tiaras are the weapons. Yeah, they're cool. I was so like, that's cool. awesome. The tiaras that you get from the Corneo rooms, if, if you look at them, they're if you like, look at them in your inventory, they're like diamond, ruby, and emerald, and they, and look, they look like, the, like the weapons. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So cool. I'm yeah. gonna have to go back and do. Well, yeah. I'm almost there. I just, <laughs> yeah. I've just got a shitty sewer to get to. Next. Like, we, were, we were talking about it, like Karen. I were talking about it, and you were like, "Hey, yeah, check this out." And I was like. Holy shit! That's and cool. and um, what's your relationship with the weapons, Joel? Uh yeah, I tried to fight emerald <laughs> weapon. How'd that go? Real bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real bad. Don't uh, worry, we've you... talked about it on the show before. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry, Ben. It's okay. <laughs> I've brought it up we... plenty of times. Good work. We won't get too far away from it. I think it's time to talk about that last scene, just like the Sephiroth and Cloud scene. Yeah, at the the big center of creation or whatever they Seven call it. Seven seconds. Seven seconds till the end. So, thing I didn't realize when I played it originally was just that that they are really recreating the exact end of the original they in terms of like him seems, going through that fucking tunnel. It and seems everything. like we've jumped right there. Yeah, it was just like at that moment at the so end. So that it's again probably nothing, but I just had to wonder. I'm like, so when is that? Is that actually in remake or is that from before the original time? Like the original like timeline. Yeah. When he says seven seconds till the end, time enough for you, perhaps. But like, what will you, what do, will with you do with it? Like, what is that? That seems like it's really important. Well, it's that is setting up a tease, right? Yeah. Setting up for what does the seven seconds refer to? It could that's be so. Yeah, so, so, wait a second. The... so you. So when you're asking, is that in the original or is that in the like? Remake? I'm like, yeah. I'm wondering if Cloud has because like I think it's the remake because in when we went to that in the original, Sephiroth didn't have his shirt. Like that's it's a, a very, visually very very, <laughs> but like visually it's a it's very true. different moment. And, and also, he does Omni Slash and he beats him in this version. He tries to Omni Slash. Oh, he tries Omni Slash and he whiffs. Tell um, you what though, some of those sword moves that Cloud does yeah. are sweet. They are, <laughs> but like that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, and then like it's Sephiroth has been here before and it's not going to work yeah, this it's time. Like, nah. Yeah. yeah, and things are different. The whole, the whole conversation is just so interesting because he it's extremely he tries to recruit him. Yes, it seems like. It seems like that part is like the Marvel post credits tease setting up for <laughs> that's, future things. Well, like that's, yeah, yeah, that's like that. That's like the after credits stinger. Like even though it happens before the credits, but like it's <laughs> it functions the same way as a Marvel after credits stinger. So, does anyone have theories on the seven seconds? I mean, it could refer to the Aerith moment. I have heard that someone suggested that that's the amount of time it takes from his descent to the point where he stabs her. I no, that, shit. Can, okay. that cannot be uh, right. Seven seconds are a long time. It you get a, it takes it, it, it depends does, on when you're counting. Like, it depends on when you're counting. That's from. that's my point, right? And that's, is that I ha- went ha- went looked at it saying it's like when do you choose to count is the question. Yeah, and I don't. I think that I could make almost anything fit that absolutely by, by picking when oh uh, start on this particular moment when he's sort of half foot in the white <laughs> light. Like I think he's referring to the bit in. Golden Eye, no, no, in James Bond, uh, Goldfinger, it's the clock, the bomb clock stops on 007. Yeah. I think it's referring wait, to those seven seconds. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, that's me. Square Enix is now changing the story. Congratulations. The story, sorry. Um, it's. I'm trying to think of other moments that could that, that could count towards really, but that that's the main obvious one. Is yeah. Like in terms of moments you would change. Especially right? if Sephiroth's goal is to make. 
is to stop that part from happening as yeah. it does. Which, again, maybe that's what I guess if that's the point, why can't Sephiroth just not do it? Yeah, I don't know. How long does it take to execute on this lash? Well, that's a good question as well. Uh, uh, it takes we- you um, 50 minutes to summon Knights <laughs> of the Round. So maybe it's the last seven seconds of the last hit. From- I fucking hope that when, like, they are their own disc. Round- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Knights of the Round is like, please insert disc for like <laughs> seven seconds. I mean, in reality, it could be anything. Oh, and- yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying, I'm trying to think of significant moments from the original that are time specific like that there's not many there's obviously the train and the uh space section that are yeah. timed how long does it take cloud to, to give Sephiroth the black material mm. i mean that's that's part of it um when he's fighting to not kill Aerith. that's true he man he does raise that sword yeah <laughs> Yeah, the the obvious one, the one that stands out is that. But I'd love it to be something that doesn't come until the very, 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 very end. Like Sephiroth has seen this all the way to Endgame except for these seven seconds. It's like, I can't see past that moment. I mean, what maybe happens, maybe happens I would, at the very, very end. I mean, that's I would, what I mean in yeah. like Final Fantasy VII Reunion. I would, lean, I would, say, I would lean on Kyron and potentially say that if you're going to do something within the story, it would be the giving of the Black Materia. I think mm. that is huge. That is awakens Sephiroth sure. from the Northern Crater. That is his huge moment. Yeah. Nothing. He doesn't come out without it. If I had to put money on it, though, I'd put it on the Aerith moment. The Aerith seems like it's the, the It's the bit that everybody's putting all their emphasis and their emotion into. It's the bit that everyone wants to see go differently because you, that's the bit you have always wanted for the last 20-something <laughs> years to <laughs> Ever change. Ever since the, the rumours of the Aerith ghost because oh, of that, that yeah. glitch in the church. <laughs> But like, now it's a, it's a double it's a double like switch now where they're just like okay. oh people are expecting her to be saved and now no fuck you it's still the same. I mean they've got us what right where they want us exactly really. yeah <laughs> that's it and that's, that's where the, that, that means they've done their job yeah exactly if, if they've got you doubting the and, canon of the series you're perfect and that's where we should be we can't if we try to to predict what it's going to be we're going to be disappointed when it doesn't happen that's the thing so we just have to go cool I can't wait to find out what that seven seconds is fun I'm excited because it's new. It's fun to theorize and throw around ideas and stuff like that. But if you like sort of submit to any one particular like theory and go, this is what's going to happen. And it has to happen like this said, way. That's yeah, going to be disappointed at the yeah. end. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Be interested. The conversation is way more fun than like absolutely being right. Essentially. Draw your own conclusions, yeah. but don't be wedded to them. Be interested and be intrigued. Just be open minded. Be curious. And that's going to make uh, you interested. Like, these are all rules for normal life. That's true. Well. <laughs> these are all rules for pop the, culture. These, yeah, these true, are, yeah. these I, are I the words, just like life in general. Like These are the words of someone who has read a book and been waiting for nearly 10 years for the next oh one. Oh God. Yeah, so. You're not making more Harry Potter, Ben. Stop asking. <laughs> Rubbish. Now everyone is in Slytherin House and they all poop in the corner. <laughs> and that's how and They poop it is. in their robes. Yeah. And they, then they just vanish just away. away. Oh. I just think that, like, even if I was to say that there was the chance of having doubts before this, like, having hit credits and witnessed just how much effort Square put into this game and the story and the characters and all that, like, they've, they've earned at least a little bit of, like, I trust that, at least part two should be good. Oh, I have a lot of trust yeah, for the how like they, I, for the storytelling yeah. and the focus on character has Just made me so really give it a lot of trust. Yeah, I, I actually think I've got a really good analogy for how this is all played out, and it's something we have only basically touched on very lightly. And that's the music. Oh, the music is familiar, interesting, but very 
there are differences. There are ways that it's been orchestrated. It is interesting. It brings you in. It brings you to the world, but then introduces it in a new and dynamic way that makes you really want to jump in. And for me, that's sort of what this game is going to do. My, my favorite music part is in the Genova battle theme. That's so good. It's done at the very, very there's a, end. There's a little bit. You can hear One Winged Angel in there. Yes. Yeah. But even like the Genova theme in terms of like fighting Genova, oh, we, if, like that boss battle. We could battle, do an episode of just bosses because that Genova fight is, is amazing. Yeah. We could do a little bit about talking about our favorite bosses quickly. But that, but like just the way that unfolds and then right as you get to like like the last bar you might say or just like towards the end is when the Genova music that you know kicks in and you're it, like oh. it, I but, love that they, they, they pull the music right back and they just play that one note that sort of builds and you're like oh god it's happening isn't it and then like the synth sort of the the, the part the Genova theme you know kicks in in general they do that a couple of times in the game though the let's oh, fight yeah. whatever it is the battle music right if I do they does it play during the bombing mission at all I no, don't you, you get the uh, like the but the Marco reactor battle. Right. Thing. So yeah. what then happens is you go out into sector seven or whatever it is, not seven, whatever the you know the bit we meet Aerith, yeah. right? And then you keep having these fights with security, but it's not quite the battle music. It's just it's like it's familiar, but they keep not crescendoing properly. Same and it's with like the, the boss theme. It's like kind of frustrating. It's like oh, it's not right. Give <laughs> me the whole it's... thing. And then right before, I think the last fight you have right yeah, before you jump on the train, it's the whole thing. And it's like. Possibly my favorite track in the like, entire soundtrack. The it's music, just so satisfying. It, it like play. You're like, this sounds like the boss music, yeah. but it's not it. Then you get to the Airbuster, and that's yes. and then it's like, oh, that's it. That's the song I was here for. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like a nine play. minute song. The, the denying it to you to then give it to you at the right time to make it have maximum impact. It's, it's yeah. so see, great. See, to me, that's what I mean. Like, as in, you get those different changes, and yeah. you're like, oh, it's not quite what I. Th- oh wait, there it is. Oh wait, now it's different. And I, that's it's what a, I love. It's again leading back to like subverting your expectations about. Like, everything that is leading up to that moment. Yeah. And I like that they were just wanting to have fun with the music. Like it, the One Winged Angel 10-minute mega rendition we got in this one, in that last part, it plays like a bit of a battle theme. Yeah, it's yeah. so good when it happens. And in, in that boss fight, because you're like, oh, this is it. I got to do it. Because it's usually around roughly when he's counting down to Meteor and you're mm-hmm. like, this is it. I mean, I've heard so many different versions of One Winged Angel. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> so many. Advent is still way up there as my favorite. Um, and I love, um, I love the one from um, Crisis Core. That's also the, great. The, on, mid- on the Juno Cannon. Mm. Um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've uh, actually heard that one. Yeah, I, I can't remember it because it's got a different name. Yeah, it's a slightly different name. Yeah, but I yeah, know what you mean. I love the music in Crisis Core is amazing. But that I Crisis love that Crisis Core is amazing. Yeah, the rendition is so it's very metally and and very. I love that, and and it was, the Crisis Core. I also like that it feels slightly like not polished and imperfect because at that point Sephiroth is he's a badass, but he's not the Sephiroth that we know. But the thing is, he's a hero. Yeah, yeah. It is a heroic like sort of. Oh, I'm the best. Like I'm the one that oh, I can take these two guys down, and that I mean that seems amazing. But <laughs> we've heard we've heard it live. We've yeah, heard it's amazing. Yeah, and it's every time I hear a new rendition, I'm I'm just in. That you just as soon as it starts, you're like, oh, he, yep, that's like, it. When that Sephiroth fight starts and that music kicks in, I was sweating bullets. <laughs> the the first moment though really is when you built the game for the first time and the opening the screen, oh, just the the sword. And I sat there and I was just like, not going anywhere. And love the sword is in at the end. Is at the very end? Yes, yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, so clever. Oh man, game is good. Game is good. Quick fire, maybe, of favorite bosses? Favorite boss fights. 
Really liked Hell House a lot. Oh my god, Hell House. Fighting Tom Berry was fun too. Fuck Tom Berry. Um, Fuck Tom Berry. I have great news for hard I mode. No, like I already know about like this. Hell House. I already know about he that. Sent, he brings him out. I know. He spits out two or three of them. Fucking bullshit. And then at, at the three quarter point, he spawns those two, um, the two buzzsaw mechs. No! So that's, save that limit break. I will. I fuck will. off. All you've got is Cloud Nerith at that point, too. Yeah. Nah, fuck save that, that limit break. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're full spoilers, right? Yeah. We're full, full spoilers. spoilers. Man, I loved fighting and getting. Uh, Bahamut was amazing. Oh, I haven't actually done that myself. I'm, yet. I'm yeah, so I good. I am because you have to have done all of the missions. Don't yes, you? I just Chadley, I need- one more to go. Yeah, me too. He was honestly when you fight him in the uh, Shinra Arena, which is like there's like a super hard tier where you fight yep. you fight all the summons. Yeah, and it's brutal. Oh, okay, and to get to like the there's like a special like pride and joy is like the secret boss of this game. Yeah, yeah. he's not too bad. Before that, because yeah. you, you, you fight for all the summons, you're like, okay, that was I've Shiva, seen this. that was Leviathan. But you get to Bahamut, you're like, someone's missing. You get Bahamut down to half health and Bahamut goes, cool, I summon Ifrit. Ifrit. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like, that's better... the thing. Like, all the other summons you have to fight to sort of get yeah. there in the game, oh, that's... except for Ifrit. That's so, rubbish. Yeah. So then, you're, yeah, that fight. That's amazing. Can, make you work can I jump it, yeah. straight to that one? Yeah, yeah. If you go to chapter... Do I have to do that in hard or normal? Is that in the Hojo bit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Shinra one. before you start going up, there's a point where you can jump, I think it's 17 or 18, where you spawn... 17, You watch, has you to watch be. the air of cutscene yep. where you are in the room and she's she's looking at the painting, the mural. She's like, this is where... With, with oh, Red yeah, 30. Such a good scene. Yes. Could have talked for that... <laughs> but um yeah then you run up and you can talk to chadley and yeah there's a there's a simulator up to the others past him and yeah you can do there's like three or four like hard mode exclusive coliseum things there i'm gonna um as soon as i finish chadley's i've got one That's also, it's a rise in the dumb barrier they, they also about. hide the malboro in there i do know that because it's a trophy yes. and um, you have, another trophy is all the enemy skills you gotta learn bad breath off of it <laughs> <gasps> oh great oh, right actually just something else i thought about that i loved you know the bit where you you're in the shinra and shinra building in general is just, I love the shinra that. Building just so is like that entire museum section see that that, a- that is padding done well that is yeah. good that is not padded Although, but that's the thing it's not padding because it's for someone like me who's like a little bit hazy on all the details and maybe not know all the stuff about like the ancients and stuff that was a fucking education session for now, me it was the, great that was the bit i was going to mention specifically was the video the the hologram they do yeah. of the ancients of, like, backstory. Me, that was awesome um that was amazing. Getting the payoff of like a that single throw on my fucking long. HDR TV was a joy. But, right. it is a <laughs> but that's what I mean. Yeah. That is a long section yeah. without a lot of combat and stuff. I went up all the stairs. Yeah, I did everything. Me too. And that's the only I way to st- play. Oh, you have, I have to, to do, do the, stairs. the stairs. I did as well. The yeah. stairs is great. So, so that's what I mean. I'm not saying that the game that, the didn't have areas that are long. It's interesting. It's, about, it's pacing again. Yeah. It's all about pacing. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was like that was amazing for me because I was just like, oh, cool. All right, this I'm I feel like I'm getting up to speed now. So where I feel like I'm able to contribute to a conversation like this mm. and go, oh, cool. I I can I can like, throw my hat to the ring a little I bit. Was, as well. I was so into it. I didn't care when it got so over the top where they're escaping on the motorbike and Cloud's just like, I'm just gonna plant my sword here and like just smack you all in the face with my bike tires. Fuck, I'm yes. like, this can happen. I'm completely okay with this well, happening. Well, I mean, oh, the I thing is, that. if this is a sequel to Advent Children, we know the insane shit they can oh, yeah. be doing. Like, yeah. You can hear bits of like the bike chase music from Advent Children sort of in the motorcycle chase songs. You know what a boss fight I didn't love? The Arsenal thing you have to fight with Aerith and, and Barrett. Barrett. Oh, boy, that What's went on for that? way too long. The one you fight 
with like the big tank thing you have to shoot the wheels in, out they got shoot shielded you in the elevator. All the time. it was in the in the in the old game you fought it in the elevator oh yeah, and, yeah, and you yeah. drop down to the bottom and fight yeah, it yeah yeah no oh, not great it yeah. sucks on hard mode because oh, just everything does yeah but this one especially <laughs> so that that's a that's a gauntlet of bosses right yeah and obviously yeah. because you can't heal your mp yeah with items or anything by the time i got to that Baron and Aerith were tapped. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just I was just playing as Aerith the entire time, doing that soul drain thing yeah. constantly. I'm like, <laughs> please, my MP. Please. But you have to do that when it's staggered, don't you, for that to work? Yes. Yeah, that sucks. So basically, as soon as the stagger would trigger, I'd tell Baron, like, look, Baron, do your maximum fury. I'm just going to be Aerith and try to get as much yeah. MP out of his thing as I can. Yeah, use the um <laughs> the material that you, the L1 and R1 yeah. to boost your ATB. You're like, yeah, yeah please. <laughs> that, that is essential. I yeah. I abuse the shit out of that. Um. The boss fight I really liked is the uh, the the tank fight on the freeway. I was so happy with how they implemented that because that in the, so cool. In the Sorry, you made the end of the game. Yeah, I, yeah, hated I hate that. that. I hate yeah. it. I, hate I, it. Might, I was whinging about it. I hated it. Yeah. You might, loved it. I thought it was great. Oh, I fucking loved so it. So tedious. Skipped it in hard mode. I think it just had a bit too much health. Yeah, I think that's it's, it. It's, I think it just yeah, went for too long. Again, it's in between you and the end of the game. I'm like, no, I want to keep going. It was going to be there. But the thing is, I was still exciting. Like, I, I, I mean, I kicked my ass a few times, but like, it was still exciting. And I, I, but there's no strategy to like, like the strategy is just when you approach it and back off, and then which side you're swinging your sword it, from. Right? That's what's boring about it. It's like. I it's I can't it's not like other boss battles where I've got multiple party members and I can approach this from different angles. It's like it's a mini game that just drags yeah. well, on. Excuse and that's me like, for being a basic bitch and liking <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you take you your excuse. You take your emerald weapon right? scrub lottery out of here. Like <laughs> uh, all right, I reckon okay. you uh, have its HP <laughs> and in that entire bike chase mission you ditch the stupid like ball bot that you have to fight in, in the um, Yeah, that's crazy like, that you had that, that earlier. Have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just throws out the pacing of that entire thing. What was that one time? Like you never robot that chases you in the yeah. in the tunnel area it's just like it's the one oh, you fight yeah, it earlier yeah, in Hojo, yeah, uh, on the yeah. way up into i think once you get maybe it's part of hojo's it wards is. i can't fucking remember the wards were so annoying yeah yeah that's a bad part of the game uh, uh love that they turned the stupid snake thing into a boss like the flying robot snake thing yeah that was like that was just an enemy that you fought that actually in Shinra fucked HQ. me up a couple of times that one because when it went around oh, when yeah. things like i can't i can't get away from this one to do <laughs> um yeah that was cool i did i like the design of that so yeah cool. Um, it's not Sortipede, a- is that what it's called? Sortipede. I'm calling that's, it that. That's a shitty Pokemon. Steelbug. It's coming. Yeah, Steelbug. Um, yeah, fucking A. Um, it's not a boss fight, but I mean, we haven't really spoken about the honeybee. Oh, the oh, honeybee. Oh, we didn't even talk about War Market. Uh, War Market's awesome. amazing. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was exactly as extra as it needed to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love oh, the, the dance. That. The dance bit was a bit annoying, like, Sometimes yeah, okay, I was like, yeah. "What button am I supposed to press?" No, I missed it. No, the, the problem is, it was like the, it was fighting between. I want to watch this, yeah. and I need to get <laughs> the fucking button presses right. I did it. I got the stupid earrings. I got oh. it too, and I'm like, um, I missed the body song that you get. I missed that so song. What's the thing about the earrings? You if don't you, get the earrings if you if, you, if you didn't get earrings off. Um, did you get cheered by Aerith? Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, got. I earrings. didn't get perfect, but I got very oh, okay. close. Yeah, so if you do perfect, you get like it's again, it's. Purely for a trophy, as far as I can tell. Yeah. You just get earrings. From, you get earrings from, um, from him. He um, clips um, them onto you and he's like, oh, you know, that was amazing. I thought something. I got them. What, You'll have earrings, yeah. what do earrings look like? I can't, they'll, have, they'll be They're in your crescent moons, I don't think yeah. you have to get perfect perfect. I just think you have to not I get I got any, really close to perfect. I, I think if you don't get any bad... Like, any bads. I know the first time I didn't do perfect because very specifically, Aerith was watching me and being like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> sorry, Aerith, yeah, but on hard mode, I nailed it. I'll double check. Because I'm pretty sure I got the trophy for it, but I definitely didn't get like... Nail everything. Also, you just have to go not get bads. I think mm. that 
the hand mas- massage scene is hilarious. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. So funny. Uh, Which, well, uh, what's was, the most expensive one? I'll take that. Thank you. Well, that was the question. I went and is, sold a whole bunch of stuff because I didn't have enough money for it. I actually had, actually had to well. do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did, I need to do this. Which way did you guys go? Did you go the Madam M route or did you go the, the Chocobo Sam route originally? M route. M route. Yeah, I did the M route as well. Then I went back and did the Sam route. I'm going to do that. I'll, I'll, be, doing that that I'll be doing that on hard mode. Oh, uh, yeah, boy. And if you want to feel bad, like, I know you've, you've got to do it for a trophy getting all the dresses, but in, in Eric's worst dress, everyone's just really mean to her. Yeah. They're and just, I, as a general rule, they're generally mean to her. And I'm like, oh, no, what? when she's in her red dress. Oh, I know they're. But like in her, in, her, in her really bad dress, they're just, I'm like, stop. Be mean to her. Um, I also liked when if you get on the side of the honeybee, uh, and you see oh, the yeah. the teacher from yeah yes from, so yes. from Leaf yeah. House. From I really want to have a conversation with her about me- Biggs later on, and then they wouldn't let me. And yeah. now I know why because yeah. apparently he's alive, yeah. which we didn't even touch on. Biggs lives. And did, maybe did yes. Wedge die? Um, we hard got, to know. We got the cut to black, which uh, would feel cowardly if they killed him like it'd that. It'd be weird to have him live and then have him die it's again with a cut to black. Because no, he doesn't, he doesn't really need to be there at all. Yeah, yeah. we needed Bigs. Just oh no, I, yeah, I just want collectively. I need Jesse to live as well. I need Jesse to live. Yeah. If Jesse, Jesse lives, we really happy. Jesse and Bigs can get together. I'm happy with that. No, Jesse's going to go to a golden saucer. Yeah, yeah with and, and be in the play. No, no that's the the, the idea princess. is like if if reality has been changed. Yeah, that's where she'll be. Fate has been changed. She'll be in the play. Oh god, yeah, potential. And, and, oh and Biggs will be yeah. there. That's, clapping again. Her. Don't get don't get your it's, hopes completely yeah, set okay. on that. But that would be cool if it was. That's, that would and be Biggs very cool. Biggs is there, yes. and Cloud and Aerith are there together, and it's lovely. And everyone. And the game there. ends as credits. Yeah, that's it. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten. Draft that. Wiping tears away from your eyes. It's going amazing. To Walmart for a second. Yep. Uh, I was trying to remember. Can you go- use the item shop? With no, the it's it's later. So you come back. It's for um Tifa's e- final weapon. Oh, how do you get it? Do you um, look? it's a is it a key code? It's something. Yeah, you get a you, particular item for it. Yeah, you, you need it. a particular item to unlock it, and it lets you pass. And yeah, it's got um. So uh, I think it's her, her final limit. No limit break. Is, no, it's is, no, in her, is in her house on the piano yeah, after you find yeah, her underwear. I forget I even mentioned that. Um, oh, sorry, you're talking about in the original game. Yes. So you could, we couldn't do oh, it. Oh yeah, not one. in the remake. No, no, okay, not, cool. As far as I cool, know, but like if you do the Chocobo Sam route, do you, does it go via that yeah. stuff? Oh, cool. So you haven't you, done you go that through yet. And you, you do. You have to go get the thing from the vending machine. Get the, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's all there. Go to talk to the dress guy in the. And that was the other thing. That was yeah. That was the other thing as well. Is just the cross dressing stuff. Is really well handled. Yes, because that was compared to the original. Compared to the original, it's fucking irrelevant. Yeah, revelation compared to the original. What's what's the dude's name from Honeybee? The, Andre. Andre. Is it that the, the like, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Andre. Love him. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, amazing. He's great. He's, he's great. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in. That's he's great. Donkanaya scumbag. <laughs> but, yeah, but performed creepy so well. Oh yeah, oh yeah, so yeah. Well. I love oh, the way he's they got that belly jiggle just right. He look, yeah, he looks perfect for that role. Like the mustache and, and the always sliminess. Like, kind yeah. of like slightly salivating a little bit. <laughs> it's just like, oh, gross. Ugh. No, I was really impressed with how... Because that was a worry going into the game as well. It's like, how are they going to do it? Are going to remove it completely? Are they going to be able to do it justice? Is it going to be a shit show? Yeah, and they crazy with it. Just oh. went, they went, let's embrace it yeah. and like make it the most fun part of the game. And I mean, again, that's something that you've got to be mindful of with Japan, because you can look at stuff like Catherine and even some of the stuff in Persona. You're like, "Ooh, that's oh, yeah. that's that's For sure. that's that's offensive." I love Persona, but yeah, it, it's not without its problems. No, and and it's still in Royal. Um, oh yeah, absolutely, still I, it's still there, and I think they do it really well. Agreed. It's, it's say it's it's done the right way. It's it's so extreme that you're like, "Yeah, 
I'm cool. It's I'm more. In. It's just more to do with Cloud's reaction to it. Yeah, it's like it's not a you know nothing sus no homo sort of reaction. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh no! Exactly. It's yeah. just a he kind of he doesn't love it, but he doesn't. I'm hate going it either, with it, yeah. And he kind of enjoys it at times, and it's just it, like he just sort of, it's just sort of like it's like the, the as, sorry, go on. It's the equivalent of like a giant sigh. He's just like. <sighs> But, but then he's the dancing bit. and he's oh, fucking rocking yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I love it. I think the bit is then Tifa sees him like that for the first time. That's, he's like that line, the way he delivers, like nailed it. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, I know. Nailed, nailed, nailed it. it move, move on. on. <laughs> yeah, that, I was saying <laughs> so good. I, I sent Karen a message. I'm like, have you gotten past this point? He's like, I'm just like nailed it. Move on. I'm like, oh, just that. If you want to see a character, that's it. That is yeah. just so perfect. Agreed. Mm. And just man, Eric just going to town on that guy with a chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh. it's it's good stuff. It is. So I'm trying to think good. of other good, great bosses. There was there was a lot of good uh, stuff. Genova was great. Rufus Shinra. Genova was great. Rufus Shinra. Shinra was great. Yeah. Valkyrie was fun, even though it was in the the plate part. I thought that boss fight was fun. Yeah, Roche was really good. Oh. That's when you find the way. Roche was really good. He, he wasn't. <laughs> I, I, sorry, go on. I was gonna say I liked Abzu. I didn't like that you fought Abzu twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Abzu, oh, I, Abzu I'm sorry. Good. Where did you find him the second time? Oh yeah, great! <laughs> Behemoth was good. Behemoth was good. Mm. There's a lot of good. And stuff. like when you're going down yeah, there and you hear about Roy, you're like, that's uh, not good. I know yeah. what. Yeah. And like, I mean, and they're just seeing that door just like bent open. Mm, yeah. Sorry. Um. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, just the, the whole thing. That's always fun though. Like boss fights can be boss fights can be difficult to make like good in video games. Sometimes they can just feel like big enemies or they're. You know, they'll absorb damage and stuff like that. But because the combat is fun, they were always fun. And staggering as a concept, as a thing is that you're constantly aiming to get them weak enough to just go to town on them. Though, I will agree with something that we talked about in the Easy Allies podcast about this. I do wish when I went to do my limit break, it then didn't hit a point in their damage of a checkpoint and go, oh, that didn't count. Here's a cutscene. Now we're moving to the next phase. I'll, I will like, have that neg- refunded. Thank negate you. the fucking the old, damage yeah, I should have done. The old phase change. Oh, yeah, it was especially, shit. especially when you're trying to use Aeriths and you're like trying to try and heal yourself, you're and like, then oh. you're like, "Nah, you don't get that heal anymore." Oh, your team's dead. Fuck. Uh, I'm, you. I'm sorry, Fuck dude. You. I'm sorry. I I had this earlier. I was saying to Karen, I was fighting Rude, and I'm like, "Yeah, get my ascension limit break with Cloud." I'm like, "Right, you're fucked, mate. Go to pull it off," and he put me to sleep, oh. and I was like. I'm like, um, excuse me. <laughs> it's and like no, the ultimate insult. And no joke, his next move is his spinning axe kick and he was in the air for a fortnight. So, um, <laughs> He's just up there stretching, just getting his other glasses while I'm sitting there sucking my thumb. I'm like, go it's, fuck yourself. It's brutal, but if you do decide to go and take on Pride and Joy, the item you get is, oh, it's, I think it seems like the the go the go Tom Dummerung or something. And basically, gotcha, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. basically you enter combat with a full limit break bar. Yep, done. Ooh, and I'll then get- once you use it, it feels quicker. I'm going to get it. I will have to do <laughs> that. It'll, yeah. it'll make hard mode significant. I didn't that get it until actually, after I got to That's Sephiroth. a good idea. I might just go and do that just to make hard mode more it's, fun. Well, it's brutal. Get to 50 first. Okay, well, I'm nearly, I'm nearly at 50. That's actually something great I love about hard mode is you're leveling up like every yeah. three or four fights. Um, I went and got... Um, I went and maxed a heap of material. I got a max HP material and an MP material. That's mm. gotten me through a fair bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I haven't because I haven't looked at anything online for it. But yeah, God of Dumarung is like a it's an actual thing. They yeah. use it all the time. Yeah, but it's really cool. And even just like the one for doing like the um the hard box 
whack mission, I think it is. Like you get like a, an equip that basically the transference every, module. Yeah, you use you, yeah, when you use ATB, boy. it converts to limit break. Yeah, I I got that. It's I, good. I, it was the first. It's like I did. so many cool little items. Fuck yeah, Although, box whack. Shout out to box whack. You know what can get stuffed? It's the pull ups. Disagree. Oh, that took me no, no time at all. No, 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 hard mode run? Yep. Yeah. Which in hard mode? Hard mode. No, I haven't done hard mode. I didn't oh, do it in the hard no, mode no, run, no, but no, I did no. the, the, the one the, against um, the- Like when you get to the main dude. Yeah. The guy, yeah, that, I did the guy that is, I I'm fairly certain, is Matt Mercer. <laughs> is it? I think so. I want to say, I mean pull-ups, not the the, the squat squats. challenge. No, I did- Because squats were easy. Yeah, squats were easy. Pull-ups I gave up on. Liam was there in the room with me. Liam, who's our producer today, was here. I think it would be three or four times. You saw me actually throw the controller for the first time ever, I think. When I was doing the pull-up challenge, yeah, 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 yeah. sure. I've never seen Brod more frustrated in video games, <laughs> but it didn't take that long. It only took a, a few guys. It was uh, literally late, hours. Late, <laughs> it wasn't hours. I went for. I went was, to work. It was. Came back, it was five. It was five attempts uh, on hard. Trying to push ups. Liam Gordas, um, star of the uh, Shit Dates podcast. Thank I have you. a question on a scale of one to ten. How enjoyable was that for you to watch? Oh, yeah, it was the worst, was the most fun I've ever had watching Brother play video games. I too. don't think cool. I've ever thrown a controller before, and I did. I just, oh, I, I have. just got, and I just went, duh, 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 fuck, and just like threw it to the side. I was so pissed <laughs> that's off. The thing. You mess up but once, only, and that's it. But he that raged, was it. No, no, you, that was the thing too that was frustrating, right? Is you mess up once and you still think you had a chance, but it would draw every time, and that would be a loss. <laughs> like I cannot fuck this up once. See, I, I don't know what it is. Though. Those kind of things, I just, I just zone out. Like yeah, it's like yeah, I go I full, like full matrix. And mm. the one that really sets it is in ten with the lightning dance. So skipping the two hundred lightnings. Yeah, I can't and I'm just sitting that. there, just like I got to hundred yeah. and ninety six and fucked up. Now, don't, I don't, sighed and went straight. Don't back. forget. Well, don't forget the HD versions. Have lag. Yeah, I know. I did it on that. I, I know, me too, and it was yeah. infuriating. Um, you had to find us. You couldn't even rely on the thing you used to. You used to have to like run from a crater up and then. Yeah, because you've got delay between the HD screen and not a CRT. You can't it, it jump out when the, you think you want to. Can you just mash the button that. No. Does it, oh, you oh. wish. See, I'm pretty sure with the, with the pull ups, I'm pretty sure that was the only one I did most of all the other. I think pretty much all the other mini games, like through most of their tiers. Except for well, also got to all three. I've got I've got the music turned off, ready to go when I get home because that music uh, is so distracting. It, but that's the, music the problem in, what? in the pull-ups part. Why is it's it distracting? Pro- I just don't because like, you start I'm, to treat it like a rhythm game. If you're someone like me, yeah, who I'm trying to oh, no, no. I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm trying to focus on that, and the music is just yeah, no, nah, it, it just throws me out. Yeah, I start thinking also, about like a so rhythm good, game. I'm just like I don't use that too. I don't use the music, so I just turn it off. No, you don't. You don't use the music. The music is is not relevant to it whatsoever. But because it's it's button input at a certain time. But I start it's thinking about it. Such a good rendition of that song. I know it is. I hundred percent is. I love that version me. of that. It's <laughs> fucking great. But yeah, it fucks every, up with you every single mini game in that game. First playthrough, did them all. Yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah, it was no problem. Only did you do? Oh, you did the pull ups. Yeah, yeah, I did all of them the yep, first done time them too. All. I did the whack a box and I did the put. The oh, the only one, actually the only one I didn't do was the hard mode of whack a box. I did that. I didn't even know it was a hard mode oh. until I looked at the trophies. And then Ben was over. I was like, fucking you do it. I don't want to. And, and guess what? How many tries did it take? Just the one. Just the one. Well, it is Infinity's Edge and you're set. Yep. That's, that's right. Um, and that's the thing. I think now that's... I've, so that pla- that trophy will sit in your list as one that was done. And I did that. That's I've got that for bloody Heavy Rain with oh, yeah, you. The, the Silver Bear mission. Which I didn't get on my own game. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Um, Seven's great. Yeah. I love it. The darts remake? was great. I went through oh, two RPGs. I went through two RPGs in a row, and they both have darts. 
I get the sense you want to wrap up, Kyle. <laughs> How long are we at right now? Uh, something like two and a half hours. Two, two hours and 45 minutes. We're almost at three, yeah. Almost at three, huh? It's only midnight. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a suggestion for how we should wrap up. How's that? I think we should talk about what we want to see in the next... What we in, uh, Not necessarily like what we anticipate is going to happen, but what we would like to see maybe improved or changed or anything like that. Because I've got suggestions. You know what I always thoughts? think about when I think about More what's, what's next? What? I think about how much fun it's going to be to play as Vincent and that, Sid. That too. And yeah. Yeah. Goofy, like that. And That's, how weird it's going to be to play as Kate Sif. Do you think we'll get... Yeah, that's going to be so strange. Do you think we're going to get all of them in the next... Nah. Nah. Do you, okay, nah, that's the first that. question. We've got an open we're world not, or... We're not getting Sid. Okay, that, let's start there. Do we think we're getting an open world? No. I think that's the million dollar question. No. I agree. I think it I is think so. very fucking unlikely. Yes. And my main, the main thing for me I think about a lot is when I go back through it and I, they, it would take a lot of effort, that world is pretty barren. Yes. Yes. Like, it's, it's, you get random battles in the overworld. Yeah. Which is the thing. No. I would the way like, this has been this is so not, linear. It's not, an explore, it's not an exploration type of game. No. I don't, I don't think they should be trying to do that. It's almost I like think. a theme park ride really through the it's game. It's a story. It's a linear, yeah. linear story and you're playing it. Through. And there's a little bits to explore here and there. Yes, you can go this I way to get extra material. And I stuff, reckon but... we'll sort of lean in towards like twelve, have like larger interconnected areas. That's Agreed. I think it'll be like they'll strike a balance. Between or even two. like ten was sort of like that as well. I think ten. I Ten's way, ten. which is paths that connect areas. Though they're like it's like oh you're in the calmlands and it connects to every single major mm. area. Yeah, mm. there'll be there'll be like a couple of big areas, but I think it, I do think that's how it's going to go. Mm. Agreed. Do uh, we do how many parts do we think they're going to be, and where do you think the next part ends? I think there are three. Without knowing, this, it's tough because I do think three trilogy would work, but I don't know. It depends on how much they cover. Because in the interviews in the Ultimania, they're sort of still deciding if they do bigger parts that take longer or smaller parts that are quicker. That, that's, 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 that's that's part of question, whichever yeah. way they decide to go. I think it's either they're going to have to do it in three parts or honestly, seven. I was going to say seven, 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 seven oh small parts. Seven Could small you imagine parts seven Final Fantasy seven games yeah. that would are you, like 30 hours long each? But would you no, pay $60 for all of them? Yes. No, because you said that with zero delay there's going to be seven parts that are going to make you pay that Done. money um, I would like <laughs> and then there'll be a collector's version as well it'll be $777 and, then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lucky Come. hit it's a lucky hit for Square Enix <laughs> <laughs> the yeah I think wait, wait, if it's three parts where does the next one end Eric's death that the, seems the, like the obvious place. The air of scene, whatever way yeah. it goes. I reckon that's a good, there's enough, it's a good there's, cut point because the party enough, sort of takes a, takes a moment after that. And there's enough game after that to keep going. Yeah, because then you've got to climb up the snow mountain. And snow go to the, mountain. Then the, you go to the crater and then the, the story really starts. The weapons come out. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of game. Yeah, after there's that. so the much thing. game. I couldn't, like, because I've been. But there's a lot in between. But that's, here and that's there. the thing that's confusing me is like when you talk about whether it's going to be three or seven parts, it's like we've got, we've had. Forty-five fucking hours for an eight-hour set. Eight, eight-hour generator. If, if you're dragging your if feet you're dragging your feet eight hours originally of what I think was like an eighty-hour game when I played it through the oh, first time, it was a long game. So it's like one tenth of the story theoretically. But, and when you when you factor in potentially as well, like going to these these areas and seeing them fully realized, because in the original they sort of you know they have, they can only be so big, mm. but seeing them as proper towns, the possibility of like the compilation content being added in. Maybe maybe it's just if they're going to make it not an open world, a linear corridor sort of game to play through, so will the story will be. It'll be more linear. We'll go to all those places. We'll go to Wutai. We'll go to like stuff like that. What if we get like to that, Cosmo Canyon next? Cosmo Canyon can't be the end of... Yeah. No. Because no. so, we've got to get through... 
We've could got you, to get the golden saucer get, out. Could you end? When does Sid and the space launch happen? That's way at the end. Is that the end of the Eric fucking dies. game? No. No, oh, no, no, no. So the actual launch into space is the end. Oh, yeah, end. but that's for the huge materium. That's afterwards. Yeah, that's but after. But getting Sid is before that. Way it's before. so long to play that game. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to remember you meet Sid when they at the missile launch and that's where you get the plane, the downed plane, but you get the ATV first uh, after, yeah, um, dine, right. after you meet Dine. Because even Sid's after Nibelheim. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just trying to think of other revelations that would happen between... Yeah. That's why I think that's a good gonna, point. Um, I would say they're going to bring Yuffie up early. Oh, yeah. Yuffie. I think she'll probably, if honestly, I, I guess she'll be the next party member. Well, I, fully, I fully thought that, I, that, I believe that. that Kyrie and Kiri was, was Yuffie, honestly, when I first met I her. I wonder if uh, the, the girl that you meet late in Seven Remake, who's also on the train at the start, Kiri. The or girl that's like yeah, banging yeah, on about I was like, are you Yuffie? I had the same what, thought what too. I was like, what if it's Leslie's. What maybe part of the, they are both like, from like um one of the on the way to a smile side stories in I the know that's early right. compilation seven stuff they um, were stories weren't they yeah like yeah they were like actually like yeah. short stories yeah no what if Leslie or what if Yuffie is Leslie's oh that would be interesting just the the way that the person walked away from the camera and they sort that's of had true. a bit of a bob sort of that reminded oh, me of she's pretty young hello she's young she's pretty young okay but it's only been a year could be, it's could, only been true. a year could be a relative of Yuffie's though Wu Tai is involved see and that is that's, where Don Corneo heads okay. I was cousin that's, or a niece or... see that's why I think that we'll get Yuffie next oh yeah because yeah. Yuffie and Denzel Wu so well certainly think it's possible I wonder whether they'll because like are they going to introduce all of our the playable characters before the end of part two though that seems unlikely to me it seems like they're, gonna, yeah, they're going they to drop them, drab Vincent, them maybe that'd be the drop two that go Vincent. for the next chapter because Kate, Kate Sith is when you get to Golden, Golden Saucer, Saucer which is definitely going to be yep. in the next part when Yuffie Kate- you can encounter at any time yeah yes. see I wonder that's why I wonder if you put Yuffie later no I think that she connects Wu Tai too well and because she's a secret character in the original um, and she's not anymore they'll bring what, her up because five early. characters still to be like I mean if you include Red 13. Yeah. because so yeah, That's one Red. character. You start with him as a new character and you would suggest yep, in part yep. two. And then you got five to Then go. you would get five. I would say Yuffie, Kate, Sith, um, Sid, Sid, Sid and, and Vincent. No, it's four. So four. Yeah, it's five is with, with Red 13. Yes. So it's like, I see, I would have thought two, two and one. I reckon Vincent is last. Oh, like the very, very, very end. It could get, work because Vincent is very, Vincent has a lot of information about the Lucrezia side of the story. So yeah, he could work as a late And character. it depends on how much if, because he connects so much with Deep Ground and Genesis. So mm-hmm. that that's going to be a big, big get. Because I just, I, I'm trying to imagine a version where we get Kate, uh, sorry, Red 13 and Kate Sith are the only two party members we get. That's so, that seems that's, too... Yeah. And you need another one in the next one because you've already had Kate Sith, um, you've had Red 13 around. Yeah. I'd say Kate Sith and Yuffie. Yeah. The reason... So- I, it's yeah, interesting. Okay. The reason I bring Yuffie up is just because of the connection to Wu Tai, which sure. will link back into the first game so much. Plus, they it's talk been about it so much. Plenty of people have been suggesting it because the next question is also how do they balance you at the start of the next game? Mm. And the easy answer is Yuffie takes your material. I love that idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's going to happen and I'm going to yep. fucking pissed. Yep. But that, that's time, a good question. Like, what in, are they going to do? Yeah. Imagine if the next game even just starts with that flashback, the Nibelheim flashback. As the opening, like you're just in the back of that truck. Oh, that would be so good. That would be amazing. Which, yeah, you're just sitting there with Sephiroth and Cloud's and, just and pacing backwards and forwards. That'd be so cool. No, you, well, you wouldn't see Zach. 
he's there. Yeah, no, but no, like no, not, not in these original not in cloud flashbacks. Oh, yeah, cloud flashbacks. Because he yeah. tells that in Calm, which is the next stop. Yeah. So imagine if they just start you in Calm with that flashback. That would make a lot of sense. And oh. it'd be cool as well, like, to pick this story up. And that's a really good way to avoid and the give you open world and nature and is to start you in Calm. Also, yeah. yeah. And then, like, that makes perfect sense. They've just encountered fucking Sephiroth. It's like, what do you know about this guy? Yeah. You have a history with him. And he's t- that's where we introduce the next side of the story. He's yeah. telling his backstory. Right up until the point where he's just like, then I thought I killed him, but I don't know. That's all and, I remember. And the way <laughs> and I think, the way I think they're gonna potentially they could risk doing it is, you know how you have to get the chocobos to go across the water to um, stop that snake. Kills that. At the end of every town is one of those chocobo call sent areas, and that takes you to the That's next true. town. Totally. What? How late? Much later does Nibelheim happen? When you actually go right. to Nibelheim? Way later. It's really late. It's because I mean, it's just before you get Sid, and after you get Sid is when you sort of go. So you, after you get to, you go to the Temple of the Ages. Okay, yeah. So that was my next question. Oh, temple, but if you go to the Temple of the Ages, that's where Is Aerith that not, dies, right? No, no, no. no. City, that's where you go to the Temple of the Ages. City Age- of the Ancients? Yeah, City of the Ancients to get the Black Materia, and that's no, where- no, that's Temple. <laughs> then, then I'm right. Temple yeah. of the Ancients is where you- I don't recall you, having that said where that you point. give the Black Materia to Sephiroth? No, that's where you take it and the Temple crew- Destroys into itself. Okay, so theoretically, I'm just wondering. Also, imagine if you start with the flashback to Nibelheim and you like play through that section, and then towards the end of the first part, you go to Nibelheim real, and you're like, "I was here at the start of this game, and now I'm here." A nice bookend. And I was like thinking about bookends and how you end it, and maybe you end it either there or at the Temple of the Ancients because that's a pretty amazing. Like, you can make that amazing set piece where the temple is collapsing. Right, that could be the end. And that's where. And what else happens there? Effort. Yeah, that's when the black he hands the black interior over to. Yeah, that's when um, yeah, that, that happens. Kate Sif saves the day. Yeah, <laughs> Song's there and gets attacked by Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, and you hand the black material yes. over to him, and that. then Kate Sif well, ruins well, the game because he comes back. He's like, oh, "I'm Kate Sif 2.0." Just call me Kate Sif. <laughs> I reckon that doesn't happen there if they remake that. But I think Kate Sif comes back later. <laughs> but maybe not immediately after the sacrifice. But that would be that moment of giving the black material to Sephiroth could be a very cool place to end apart because. That I can't shake. I'm also trying to think though, like, you need a last boss for the game. I don't think it's Sephiroth. I think Sephiroth what, might be done. What do you fight in the City of the Ancients? Is it, an old, is it the wall? In the, in the Temple of the Ancients, you Temple, fight yeah. the Demon Wall and Demon like a wall. Red Dragon, I think. Red Dragon, that's the Guardian of the Black yeah. Material. I don't remember. I know, like, I played it relatively recently. I did that fight recently. That's the only reason I remember that. <laughs> and then City of the Ancients, of course, you've got a Genova fight. Yes, you do. To Eris theme. Oh, but <laughs> here's the question. Do we go on the boat? Does Red 13 dress up as a person? I hope. <laughs> I fucking hope so. I hope. <laughs> because he can't walk on two legs and it's an amazing song. And that's, that's the name of song. It's yeah. hard to walk on two legs. And can't wait to go to Golden Saucer. Yep. Yeah, uh, those mini games, can't wait, man. Can't wait Minigame. for my Barrett yeah. date. But get your Barrett <laughs> date. Could you get a Jesse date there now if she's going to be there? Imagine yeah. that. Um, Could you get an Andre date? No, big, bigs. Bigs. Big date. <laughs> bigs date. <laughs> what about things like... You remember... There's that like tower defense part you do. Oh, uh, yeah, Fort Condor, for Phoenix, for yeah, Phoenix. For Phoenix. Like, will they do that sort of thing? Do you think they haven't really cut much out of it? That was not that it was. I think they'll just. I mean, it, it could be fun, right? Because they seem to like throwing in mini games. It's like, yeah. tower defense, and it's so accurate that you have pay to win mechanics. What if they don't do it in that section? They just don't have Fort Condor. What if they put like a nod to it? At, in the golden saucer and go we didn't oh, yeah. we couldn't do that part it's too off the like too, but the, the, the reason yeah. is that they're not doing the summons the same way and that's how you get phoenix yeah so summons are being done through the vr missions but they, but currently currently yeah, yeah that, that could, could change, change. Mm, yeah but uh, all the summons we get in this game are not you don't they're like I, there's a story reason for chadley yeah i think that that's going to continue 
I think Chadley continues with VR missions for summons. It'd be interesting. Because it's a good way to gate it. When you finish all these things, he seems pretty resolute in what happens with his character. Okay. Yeah, I've heard about that stuff. Yeah. I, again, I don't... You can spoil it for me. I'm, okay. not, I'm almost there. It's. It, I mean, it's not terribly surprising, but he's made by Hojo yeah. to track all your data. Yeah. And basically at the end, he's sort of just like, but I'm, I'm kind of not doing that anymore. I'm just going to break free. And you're like, I did, okay, first of all, you're an AI program and you can just do that. Yeah. Also, are you going to follow man, me around the world and how? That's scary. Man, yeah. man, man, secondly, Hojo, what the fuck? <laughs> first, you're getting people to fuck red dogs and you're making this AI that's completely unchecked. <laughs> What's and you call him Chadley? Yeah. What's <laughs> wrong with you? No. On the grand scheme of things, AI to follow people is is slightly more better than like getting like a dog. To it was weird, right? Because that's, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Don't kink shame in here. I, look, hey, I'm not. I'm just. He is a sentient dog. Yeah. Like, and he speaks with such a refined. I'm not making excuses. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Stop oh. this. Stop this now. Keep digging. Um, um, what would you like to see changed or improved or? Because there were some suggestions I've heard that I agree with. I would love to be able to change my materia. <laughs> we need material loadouts. Material loadouts would be good. That'd be great. Mate- just be able to change my materia. Maybe it costs something. Maybe it costs a couple of ATB bars or something like that. But being able to go, I need to swap out this for this because because I'm not set up to fight. Because so many of the bosses and enemies need a specific materia to not make it a slog fest. Uh, be no, able to be I, able to go. I just need Blizzard on, which I, I don't know. have currently on. Be able to I, choose that. I, I, or, I, don't, I don't agree. Or with that. being able to swap out party members, See, like in uh, ten onwards. I think you can start swapping yeah. out party members. And also, I've also seen a cool suggestion as well as the possibility for like team up attacks. Yeah, that'd be cool. With like benched allies would be neat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I don't agree. With, I, I, I don't agree like, with oh. changing materia mid battle. I don't agree. Even, with I would that. say even if it was just one, and it, like every character got to do it once per battle, and it cost you two ATB parts. Like it was a cost to it, but just so you didn't get stuck going, I just don't. This would be fine. I just wasn't told I was going to have to fight but, but then, now. then you should be spec'd so that you've got a broad strength. No, no, because tough, though, that's not fair. Some of the bosses are so tanky that, yeah. like, when you yeah. go in for wrong material, like, yeah. again, this uh, Hellhouse, man, prepare for it. Cause it's, cause it's, I fucking that, lost to Hellhouse. I was yeah. badly prepared for it, I was but terrib- I still... Like I didn't lose to it. Out. It just took forever. Yep, and, and that's the thing. I could have at any time let it kill me and respec before the fight. I could have done that. So why, so why not just make it... I've got this progress. Let's if, if you're going to be able to do yeah, that anyway. That's, that's why I think the swapping in characters would be a good yeah. midpoint. That like, would work because yeah. then yeah, I'm more inclined to that than that. I, I don't sure. mind if you build, see, because then you've specced characters. Yes. So happy, yes, 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 yes. I'm so happy in, in um like the chain boss fights, but man, when you can like press square to bring up the menu, oh, see, I, so I, good. I, yeah. 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 Stop. Stop, please. <laughs> I, need to, I need to change all my material before this fight. As I said, um, as I'm waiting there, just sitting there going. Come on, come on. And there you go. Okay, cool. <laughs> now I'm going to counter. See, yeah. see, I like, I, like, you bring up the idea of, like, team attacks and stuff like that. Like, maybe it's, like, when, like, two characters have got, like, a limit, like, both got a full limit bar. And yeah. And you do, like, a combination limit break. That's a cool idea. Yeah, so it's, like, a team up attack that way. But you, it's still, you've got to work to get towards it. Yeah. And then and, and you then get it, put to sleep. Because I assume how it <laughs> works. I assume, like, the big story parts might even work like the drum, where the party is, like, set split yes um, and then you can just go back and forth with like a phs system what, like what i so. want to see is le- like less linear acquisition so the fact that all limit breaks were at the coliseum sure yeah is yeah. annoying oh yeah so th- like again not that more not incentive anything to explore yeah more, yeah, stuff, more yeah. incentive to do other stuff and yeah. again 
the chapters and the manuscripts are one thing, but I'm like, I want to go out and explore to a, a degree, maybe do a decent length side quest and unlock something that way, not... Oh, I got through five waves of that's, fight. Here's your second. That's what I mean. Wave. Like considering the game didn't shy away from having side quests in the the first place, it seems odd that they did chuck them all in the one area. Not yeah. only did it not feel shy about it, it was specifically like, "Hey, this chapter here, yeah, this is a side quest chapter. Yeah, yeah. this is where you're doing your side quests. Yeah. Yeah. See how we just said you want to go back into the bar? You better yeah. do those is fucking it, side. Are quests. you sure? Yeah. So that kind of stuff yeah. is it, it. So it, not an open world. We're not expecting open world, but at least just. Yeah, as you said, put the acquisitions, spread them out, make them yeah. rewards for exploring and then yeah. doing side missions. Yeah, okay, I don't need I don't need another elixir. I don't need another mm-hmm. this. Materia, okay, I get. Um, but yeah, I want rewards. I want to go out and do something that pushes a storyline, not five rounds in a Coliseum. Agreed. I want to hear about a character that's not integral to the story. Yeah, that's fair. Aerial combat would be nice too. Air, the yeah, the air combat in this game sucks. bad. That's why we need Vincent, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'd like a jump yeah. button. Yeah. yeah, jump button would be cool. <laughs> Even just like, because it, it's so funny watching anytime there's an aerial enemy and just like the way that Cloud and Tifa just go, yeah, uh, yeah. it's like launch into the air. I'm like, I'm up here now. I'm like, it right. reminds me of the, three times I'm down. It reminds oh, me of the Batman man. combat like theory of like being able, like Batman could just launch himself from one side of the room to the other and like the Arkham games just by pressing a button he's like and I'm over there <laughs> oh, now yeah, I'm like, actually attacking that guy I've got roller skates up go go bat skates across the room like yeah no see no, I don't have that problem because if I'm in an aerial combat I'm just like mm, Barrett Barrett's the smartest charge because yeah. yeah. uh, and I was talking about maximum this fury. maximum fury yeah. Yeah. some of the AI needs a little bit of work because the amount of times I flick to Barrett and he's shooting at nothing. <laughs> and I'm just like, hey. what the fuck? Hey, he's doing his best. He's not. <laughs> there was a point I was talking to Kyron earlier about this. Um, I flicked to him um, and I did the um, the maximum where he just keeps bullets just, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maximum and theory. he took down an enemy and I jumped to Cloud to see what was going on. And I look over and he's fucking still shooting in the same direction. He hasn't <laughs> moved to the next enemy. That's like... A foot away, he's hey just man, drilling he, into. I'm you, like, you toggled off of him. No, oh, I'm just like, yeah, of course I toggled off to him because I'm like, you're gonna kill that in a very small amount of time. I would like to think you have the initiative to maybe take a step to the left. Uh, like this, but, this game's still very much ATB where you, you you have to be you taking control of those characters. The thing is, though, it I, is, they, they could put in gambits, but I would be pretty bummed. There is a setup in the in the way the combat works to go start someone's special move to the next person and have them start their next one and sort That's of let them all happen things. simultaneously. So I get your frustration. Yeah. yeah. It's like... When he's not pulling his fucking weight. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. it's just my lack of when trust. You feel like I always make sure Barrett had a second target that I would move on to when I started Maximum Fury. I mean, it always tends to do it automatically when you are yeah. on the person. Yeah, when, when, he, you, yeah, when, when I'm doing selected. it, I'm not aiming. He just snaps. So when I move away and he needs me to fucking hold his hand to point his head that way, <laughs> I'm like, come on, mate. Fucking lift hey, your game. He's had a rough time. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a fucking making it worse. Oh. But yeah, so that kind of stuff is yeah. annoying. It's not game breaking. This is frustrating, especially in hard mode when he's just I'm like, you're the only person that can reach that stupid gun that's up there. Stop stop it. <laughs> How are they gonna do Kate Sith's battle stuff? His combat. RNG, know. like as in it's just dice rolls. But it's literally but just stands the sideline goes, Come on, <laughs> seven times <laughs> throw. Because well, Kate Sith- someone kicks the dice away, you're like, oh fuck. <laughs> You, it's, it's clearly telegraphed it's going to be terrible because I forget what Kate Sith's weapon is. A fucking a megaphone. It's a megaphone. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, what is it going to be? Annoying He's just going to be talking anger. 
all <laughs> the time. That would that would do damage to me. Yeah. Any final comments? Do you think? Because I feel like this might be <laughs> final a good comments. Place to- We've only in the first three hours. <laughs> I know, right? Where do you want to go next? His fourth page of notes. <laughs> we'll see you in four years for part two. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. When's that going to come out? I don't know. Uh, don't it's going to come out December 20, 2022. December 20, 20, December 20? That's a bad time to come out. Yeah, they, they're not very well optimized for Christmas. <laughs> I don't oh, know. God. <laughs> wow. I ho- you'd hope that July they're doing 7th, it on Unreal Engine, <laughs> that's going to be a fairly quick turnaround, and they've got a bunch of the assets and stuff done. The combat system is like set. Now you've just got to introduce new characters and sort of build on top of what we've already got. I mean, hope that it the talk was they were starting up early, like last November. So, But the question is, uh, like... How how much are they going to redo of like the engine itself for new consoles? Apparently not very much. Apparently, even they were saying Unreal Engine five, you can basically just copy and paste from four into five. Oh, and that's then right. Yeah, it just that's the point. It's like the transition from four it's to a five good idea. is a lot that's easier. That's actually yeah. I yeah. forgot that it was in Unreal. Right. Yep. That could make it much shorter then. Yeah. But it all depends on Square Enix and their ability to manage yeah, they, their time. They, I'm sorry to the say. The hope is they, that it's, it should be at the top of their list and it's making them a fuck ton of money. Yeah. The best Final the, Fantasy seven game. Sorry. Best Final Fantasy game ever in terms of sales. They 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 have the initiative of a fucking glacier. They don't move at pace. They're, they're going to they're gonna pour I so s- much money into that I sequel. saw the they 15 will. trailer like <laughs> 15 years hey, ago. I just saw it again <laughs> in uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. Oh, Fuck. Right, that's it. No more Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> take take <laughs> us out, yeah, please. Oh, this, is, this is starting to get vindictive Ugh. now. <laughs> that, that, that was mean. Um, <laughs> oh, I reckon that's that's good. We're, yeah, I think that's. I could go point. on, but I think we should end this one at least for now. I was gonna say I probably will. Um, after this is all done, I'm gonna just keep going. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good to me. All right, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks. First of all, thank you for joining us. Thank fun. you. Yeah, thank you for having thanks, me. Pleasure. I've been and looking forward you, to this. For ages. For getting us this nice, cozy office. Yes. Welcome. Yeah, shout out to Good Gravy. And to Shit Dates Podcast. And yes. Shit Dates Podcast. I already did that. I know, yeah. Ben, ben yeah, stole my Yeah, Sunday, we started so and we ended with it. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, no, I didn't start. I did it like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. It I feels like you. it was for start. It does. Um, <laughs> this yeah. was as padded as a Final Fantasy VII sewer level. Joel, <laughs> <laughs> oh, get us out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. Thank you very much for listening to this wonderful spoiler cast. The wonderful guest, uh, Mr. Broderick Gordes. Pleasure. Catch him over at Hunting Seasons. Mm-hmm. Go listen to their podcast. We're about, it's fantastic. If uh, depending on when you release this, we'll, we'll have just or about to release our uh, review of the Great Season One on I'm, Hulu and Stand in Australia. I'm working my way through. Fucking it. watch it. It's yeah, it's so spoilers, good. Spoilers. It's great. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm like three episodes away from the end, and it's fucking great. Um, and Ben, you, well, you, what, you, what podcast you, would you like to promote? Um, um, you you, you can't, can pick any. I say you can't catch me on any podcast. I don't. You can use catch Twitter. him on this one. Um, yeah. I I don't. How yeah. are you? Are you even a person? Yeah, I'm most. I'm mostly fictional. Um, I'm I'm not really here. How can but- you claim to be a straight white male if you aren't on Twitter and don't have a podcast? It's true. Uh, the, 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 good, the good thing for me is I just sit outside my window and yell at folk. I get that's what you do with Twitter. That's like, what, it is, what Twitter is. Yeah. 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 Um, what would you like to pl- plug in in general? Is there anything in your life or a- something you enjoy that you'd like to plug? Um, you know, you, that's not true. You do have a podcast. I do not have a podcast. <laughs> you do. You oh, do. Um, yeah, I have a D and D podcast where I'm the, <laughs> the DM of a group of adventurers called the Breakfast Club. It is a private podcast. Denied. It it is it not it, it's edited. 
okay, it, it works for us, and half the party listen to it and the other half don't. <laughs> so when we start the game, half the people go, I don't remember what's happening. Um, so you can check that out in a private place that you don't know. <laughs> you've got to contact one of us and you've got to have the right password. And, uh, a compelling plug. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the story is mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I'll, I'll, it's my podcast. I'll it's my you, podcast. I'll I get to praise say it. you off uh, after we finish recording. But no, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Thank you, Kyron, for running this whole show. Thank you for letting me organize this chaos. Oh God, yeah. I wasn't going to. I mean, I'm I felt. Sorry, let me know, it took let me me so know long to finish the if game. you want yeah. to do another oh, one. Broad, I'm the reason it's taken so I long. Felt, I thought I felt bad that I just sort of I was the ring in for this one, so I was just sitting here going, and I liked it too. <laughs> but um, no, we hope you enjoyed that listening to that spoiler cast. If you've got any theories and ideas, things that you want to talk to about uh, us about this game. Get in contact with us. Just don't get attached to them. Dialogue they options. they might not come true. We are dialogue options across all social medias. So you can find us there. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Tonight marks a new beginning. For Shinra, this could well be her last line of defense. Let's go. Let us defy destiny. Together. Cloud, there's still so much to be done.